Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified, West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. On my left, my co-host and partner is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. Here with another great show again. Yeah. Black nigga from the comp town. Ooh, what you know about MC Ren? Yeah! Come on! That's Juman's jam today. Yeah! And on audio and sound, old blue eyes, Sean Lewis. Certified audio professional. Engineer. For the horse. Look. Show. Yeah. Huh. Uh. Nuh, 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 nuh. yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, come on. Get it, Sean. Get, Get it, Sean. Yeah, we're tuned up and ready. Ready Bro. for whatever. Bro. Bro. With a Bro. guest Bro. on Bro. today. Bro. Bro. We have a guest that's made quite a long journey. This is a long journey that this gentleman's been on. He's traveled a ways to get here today. We want to introduce our guest for the Hard Luck Show today. Let's welcome in Clint. Clint. And you know, we usually yell, but let's let the essence of Clint stir. Here he comes. I see a C. Yeah. An L. (laughs) An I. An N. Big Clint. Big Welcome Clint. to the show, yeah, Big Clint. Come on. <laughs> hey, man. So. Hey, but Clint's filling up those sleeves of the t shirt pretty well. So we have Big Clint. <laughs> that's going to work for him. Right. All right, Big Clint. Hey, when he. This was his selection. Yeah. yeah. This is a great. I don't great. know that we've had anybody pick that yet. No, that's a classic. Excellent. That's a class selection. Hey, Clint, what made you choose this? And you know what, man? Uh, when I was in uh, when I was in reception, I was with this uh, with this cat. You know, one of my, I became friends with this dude, um, and he was like kind of my age, and he had gotten um, sentenced to eighty nine years double life, right? Mm. Double for life. Um, busting out a car. You know, he did it. He did. Um, you know, he did a robbery or something, and shot at the cop during a high speed chase and whatnot. You know. And he was like, you know, I'd always be talking to this dude and like become really good friends with this dude. And I remember he used to like sing this song in a cell and in the shower, you know what I mean? And it would kind of like set a mood on the whole tier, you know what I mean? And he would kind of go off and start singing this, you know what I mean? And I, I always thought about that. And I remember I did a show a while back and they asked me the same thing. What's your song? And I couldn't think of anything. I was like, I don't know, man. So when I started like listening to you guys' episodes mm-hmm. and I heard you, you know, you always ask people like what that question is. I thought of him, you know what I mean? I thought of my boy, um, 
his name is Bomber, Alan Bomber. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man. And so, uh, so I thought about that. That's crazy. Yeah. So he would he would get up, he would be in the shower and he'd yeah. start singing Phil Collins yeah, yeah. in the air tonight. Um, and it would just set the mood. It would. God damn. What year was this? It's 2005. Okay. Um, okay. Um, and what did they say? What What did they say you did? What, what was the charge? For me? Yeah. Why you were there? Oh, I was in. Well, that was in ASEC. That was in the ASEC unit there in uh, Tracy in uh, Elwing, and I was in ASEC for um for participation in a riot. Is what is what got me in the got participation me in, the right in a riot. Participation in a riot. Uh, in happened? the joint. Oh. In the joint. Oh, okay. Talking about. Right, he's we're talking not, about, we're not pro- talking about Black Lives Matter just no, recently. No, yeah. that's in prison. Oh no, yeah, yeah. So no, I think yeah. they're, they're they're okay. So let's go back a little bit and let's just give us a rundown. Where you come from? Where you grow up, Clint? Yeah. And what kind? How you kind of end up catching a prison? What kind of take us there? Yeah, man. Um. So um. First, you know, so I grew up in kind of a rural. I've been listening to like a lot of your guys' shows. It seems like everybody you guys got on the show is like from LA, big mm-hmm. city, you know what I mean? And that was that was not my story, man. And um I grew up in kind of a rural little area, you know. I grew up out in this um up kind of going towards Lake Tahoe, kind of right in between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Weed? No, no, no. South of that, south of weed. Um but um, this little town called Somerset, right? Somerset. Not a lot of people. It's like population. They, they know about Northern California. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like population, like three hundred. You know what I mean? It's like there's nothing. There's like a bar, a post office, mm-hmm. um, and a and like a little corner store. You know what I mean? What's it like growing up in a in a small joint like yeah. that? Um, it was. Uh, it kind of sucked, man. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was not that great. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you know, we didn't really have a lot of money either. We lived, you know. Way out in the cuts, you know what I'm saying? Um, Did you like have a like a house way out in the cuts? Was it a farm? If house? you could call it, no, it was a house. If you could call it that, it was more like a studio apartment sitting on the side of a hill, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, damn, there was no, um, there was no foundation under the house. You know what I'm saying? The whole house is propped up on like car jacks and cinder blocks and shit. Mm-hmm. You know Get saying? the fuck out of here! Um, and um, and yeah, we didn't have no neighbors. You know what I mean? Our closest neighbors like two miles away. Wow. Um, and how many? And who was all in the house? It was me, my mom, and my dad at first. That was it. Um, and then, um, yeah, my dad like ended up building onto the house. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, he ended up he ended up kind of taking off. You know, so it was just uh, so you know like my home life. It was just you know a lot of fighting and shit. My mom and dad, you know, I mean, they didn't get along. It was a lot of you know drinking, partying. You know what I mean? Um, right. A lot of domestic violence. You know what I mean? Fucking my mom stabbed my dad with the fork and you know coffee pots flying through the window and you know right. what i mean just you know right. just gnarly shit every night you know breaking mm-hmm. you know, punching holes through the window cutting his hand all up cops coming dragging my dad out in the parking lot beating him up out in the driveway you know right. what i mean hauling right. him off yeah. to jail you know what i mean that was the how kind of old the, were you when you're seeing all this shit go down oh uh, this is these, these are like my earliest memories you know what i mean so God before that damn. we lived in modesto so that's where i was born i was born in modesto right and uh, my parents they're from they met each other like in san jose or santa cruz that's where that's kind of where the area that they're from um, so, so I don't even really remember anything about Modesto. My earliest memories were of that, you know what I mean? Of, of that type of shit going on. So like four, you know what I mean? Four or five years old, the right. shit was going on. Um, so yeah, my dad ended up taking off, you know, um, he went like to Montana or Idaho or something like that. And so it was just me and my mom out there. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, fucking for a while, we didn't have a car, you know what I mean? We didn't have, we didn't have shit out there. Um, or you know, it would freeze in the wintertime Our pipes would break, you know what I mean? We didn't have no running water. We were like heating up water on a stove to take a bath with. Shit like this, you know. Damn. Uh, so a lot of people, <laughs> hey, a lot of people don't know anything about being that broke. Right. That's a real broke. Yeah. 
And what does that do for you? Like, how does that impact you? Or like, what is the positive and what's the negative of, of having an upbringing where it's like you're that broke in the beginning? Um, I don't know. You know, I was I wanted to tell the story because I was funny. I was listening to the show you guys did with Jack, and he was talking about cattle wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, gentleman <laughs> Jack. And I could, yeah, and yeah. I could uh, relate to that because you know, um, when we were out there, my dad took off with the car. You know what I mean? He left us out there with no fuck with no car. And uh, my mom called her dad, her biological dad, you know, my grandpa, and like, you know, said we needed help. We don't got a car to get to the store, like nothing, you know what I mean? And so I guess my mom, you know, back in the day, she used to do um, what they call it, like, like barrel, barrel racing or barrel, ri- barrel riding, you know, like with the horse, you know what I mean? Like horse riding and like yeah. the, in the fairs and shit, you know what I mean? Like she used right. to do that. And so my grandpa was right. kind of like a, you know, kind of a dick move on his part. He went to a, he went to an auction in Fresno and got us a horse at an oh. auction and sent, sent a horse up to Whoa. our fucking place. Oh, up there. Whoa. <laughs> and Dude. we was like, Whoa. we need a car. And they sent a horse <laughs> with no carriage, just a horse. Hey, and and we, at and an we, auction. Hey, Dude, no. it sounds like we're talking about 1775 no, or something. Can you imagine? <laughs> Okay. Hey, no, and like, and we fucking rode that thing too. Yeah, you know? yeah. We, we rode that shit down to the little store, get little groceries and shit. My mom would like take it down to the bar. You mean we'd be down there? She'd be down there drinking and shit. You mean you play. can't? You I don't know if you can get a ticket for being drunk and riding a horse. That's true. Yeah, I don't think I, I that's think, a DUI. Yeah, no, because the horse ain't drunk. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the car ain't drunk yeah. either. Yeah, but you're controlling. The, I mean, you can't make a horse run into fire. That's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what it was like early on. You know. Um, Damn. Uh, so you're like almost kind of like a real cowboy in a sense, in yeah, some ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, now like, I mean, when you talk to other people now and you hear about their upbringings. Right, like, and then you tell them, yeah, well, you know, we had to ride a horse into town. <laughs> Do they trip out, or, or what? What? What kind of perspective does it give you that other people don't have? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, have a chance. I don't really. I, I end up not like talking about that a lot with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially you know when I when I started getting locked up. You know what I mean? I was locked up with the people that you know had a lot a lot different experience. You know what I mean? Most people that would like grew up in like an inner city. And, you know, I, I think I was kind of embarrassed about it for a long time. I didn't really want let, nobody to know about that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was always, like, trying to play the part. You know, I was more attracted to the streets. And so, you know, I guess um, I'll back up a little bit, you know. Um, let me see. Um, so, so yeah, uh, you know, like, the thing, the thing with my mom, you know what I mean? Like, so it was like, you know, I started working at a really early age, too. So there's a lot of vineyards and stuff out there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot. So, like, you know, I think it was, like, fourth grade. Like, the summer vacation of fourth grade, like, I had to start working out in the vineyards with my mom. Just picking grapes? Picking grapes, pruning, running drip line, you know what I mean? Chemicals, fertilizing, you know what I mean? Planting, like, all that shit. Yeah, just working out in the, just working out in the field, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the closest thing. It was, like... About a mile down the road from where we lived, there was a big vineyard down there, you know. For like and, um, wineries, eventually. Yeah, 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 exactly. There was wine. There was there was a lot of wineries out there. A lot of wine tasting. A lot of people come there from the Bay Area to go wine tasting. It's like wine country. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like the wine belt of the county, kind of right there. You know. And then, and so, like, what don't people know about fucking picking grapes and shit like that? What's something that like most people would not like? When they drink wine and they're like, "Oh, that was a good year." <laughs> what don't they know about what really happens out there with them grapes? Um. Man, well, you know, most of the people that are out there picking those grapes and making that wine are not really having a good time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right. Hey, well, that sounds enjoy that right. wine, yeah. right? No, you know, hey, some there was some parts, some things about it were kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, like harvest season was always like kind of a fun time out there because they would always throw a big party whenever like the harvest came in. You know what I mean? And and the picking, like, you people get paid a little bit more when you're picking. So when you're just working out there regular, I was making, I remember, I was making three twenty five an hour. Damn, that's what I was getting paid. You know. Mm-hmm. 
And I wasn't able to keep my, I had to give my check to my mom. As soon as I got my check, it was like, I had, I had to turn yeah. it over to her. And she gave yeah. me like a little bit. I go buy something, you know what I mean? Right. A CD or something with it, right, you know what I mean? Right. But I had to turn that over to my mom. And, and you know, and rightly she needed it, you know what I mean? Sure, right. right. Same way when I was young. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. You know, so we're, so, you know, I was just working at a really young age. And, um, but yeah, you know, there was like, they would like those vineyards, the people that own the vineyard, they would have like these big, like, you know, uh, grape stomping parties and all the kids would be out there in the buckets, you know what I mean? Stomping on the grapes, making the wine. They'd have live bands out there, you know what I mean? Just huge parties the whole town just huge hundreds hundreds of people out there you know what i mean and it was it was kind of fun and all the all the people that worked out there all the guys that worked out there we'd all get invited and we wouldn't have to pay for like drinks and shit like that you know what i mean it was all kind of um you know so there was some there were some things that was kind of cool about it you know i had a, yeah i had a quad and a rifle you know what i mean for a minute i would be riding around the vineyards have my little rifle my little 22 rifle on the back of the quad and mm-hmm. you know me mobbing around out in the cuts you know what i mean from from job site to job site you know what i mean from vineyard to vineyard and shit and you know, there's sort of some things that were kind of cool about it. Um, yeah, I mean, so, dude, no. Steve, that's, you know, that's a lot different in some ways than the way you grew up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so dude. when you hear that, right, like, what's some some things that stand out to you that are like, you know what, that's so unique? That would give that would give somebody a cool perspective, or that might give somebody an interesting way of looking at... I look at guys like that. They, I mean, guys like him, man, they... By the time they get to the city, or by the time they get to the places that we're at, yeah, these guys are more better equipped for living and survival (laughs) and and shit. They just because they know shit because they had to do shit. Like, right? um, It's it's usually those cats that are putting the rest of us up on game because they had to like figure other shit out that we were just busy fucking bullshitting the whole time. Right? Guys had to fucking you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Sean, when you hear a lot more MacGyvers coming from yeah, this side, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Is that true? Like, you could fix like a fucking radio with like scotch tape and a fucking toenail clipper, <laughs> hook it up to the bolt on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Sean, yeah, when yeah. you hear when you hear about this kind of thing, like, I mean, yeah. what do you? Because because I'm listening to it. Now, obviously, I'm not uh-huh. trying to shortchange the the hardship of it. I mean, I grew up. I had some hardships. All of us here sitting here had some hardships, but. I'm also looking at like, man, half of what you sounded like, it sounded a little bit like freedom. Like you had a quad, you had a gun, there was some grape stomping. Yeah, you had to hand your check over. Yeah, Yeah, your fucking shoes were tracks or from fucking Kmart fell apart real fast. But at the same time, you had places, I mean, you could take off into the countryside. You had some time. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. Rivers and lakes and shit out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. It was cool. You know, there was, yeah, so there was some good things about it, you know, um, but yeah, you know, like, um, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really well-adjusted, you know what I mean, um, to like the, <laughs> the school system and shit, you know what I mean? Um, I think, you know, like, you know, seeing my parents fire a lot and then, you yeah. know, and then she got with other guys and it was the same, it was the same kind of scene, you know what I right. mean, all the time. And, um, and I think at first, you know what I mean, before I started going to school, I kind of like really had like withdrawn into myself a little bit, you know, um. But by the time I got to school, I kind of, I think I learned, you know what I mean, um, a way to get some attention. You know, I really, I turned into the class clown, like kind of really quick, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And just, yeah. And I, I figured out this is how I can make people laugh. You know what I mean? This is right. how I can shock people. You know what I mean? I hey, when, 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 when did you, when did it hit you that you might be the class clown? When did it hit you? You were like, hey, I got some shtick. Very early on. <laughs> Very early. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, man. Like, what did you much, do? Like, you put a whoopee cushion on someone's pants? Oh, you know what I mean? Just rolling across the floor, drawing on the wall. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> van- vandalizing. Right. The fucking shit, you know fucking, I mean? Everybody yeah. be like, oh, he's cool. He <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what Doing I mean? all this shit nobody else wants yeah, to do. You know, um, <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah. I, I had to, I, that happened to me. I was uh, a class clown, and I had the fucking bus driver wrote a letter to my dad. Um, like, when the bus driver writes a letter, you're in fucking her own, up. Oh, uh, 
all the X-rated language I was using in sixth grade, uh, second grade. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, like, back to, like, you know what I mean, um, the transition, you know what I mean, from, like, that rule. Like, so, like, one thing, you know, I think, like, my mom was, like, really trying to instill, like, a hard work ethic in me. Like, you got to work. You know what I mean? Like, work, right. work, 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 fucking work. You know what I'm saying? Work. And, um, mm. and you know, so that was, like, drilled into me really early. Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think, um, I think it had the opposite effect on me that, you know, that she wanted it to or, like, what they wanted it to because it really just gave me an aver- – it made me feel like that's all I was good for. You know what I mean? Like, this is my – this is what I got to look forward to in life, fucking working for $3 an hour, turning my check over. Like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck this, you know? Um, right. I'm going to go try to find – there's got to be – there's got to be something else. You know what I mean? There's got to be a mm-hmm. better way to fucking – to make some money or something. You know what I mean? And um, so that's, like, one thing, like, with my mom, you know what I mean? She didn't grow up in that type of environment either. You know, she's from, uh, from San Jose and so, like – she lived, she lived more of a street life than I did. You know what I'm saying? And so like my, my uncles and my grand, my grandpa, who I call my, not my biological grandfather, but you know, he's like my godfather who I call my dad. Like these dudes were all, they're old school biker types and shit. You know what I mean? So I had one uncle that was in Lompoc for a bunch of, you know what I mean? A bunch of bank robberies. I had another uncle that was fighting a Rico case. My grandpa had been in and out of the pen. You know what I mean? And these were like, and I would hear these stories that my mom would talk about. Oh yeah. You know, back when we did that and like talking about the shit that they pulled off, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking like, this sounds better. You know what I mean? Like right. this, sounds, this sounds better than what the, the fuck. The old life sounds better than what we're <laughs> right. doing now. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were having fun back yeah, then. Yeah. 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 So, legends. So, you know, I started, I started seeking that out, I think, you know what I mean? And, Hell, um, yeah. I learned some lessons like really because, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? When I started trying to, you know, try my hand at some of that shit, you mean, I was not very fucking street smart, you know what I mean? Right. I fucking, what was the first one you tried? Um, hmm. What was one that just went wrong where you're like, fuck, I didn't know jack shit when I was trying that? Because I, I read this book about a, a, jewel, a jewelry thief. His first hit was a safe from a mini golf. Right. And he didn't know anything about opening safes. So he broke in and he got it and then all of a sudden he had to drag this like thousand pound safe around. Did you have anything like that? No, no, I didn't do anything like that really sophisticated. I think so like the first thing that I got put in um in a juvenile hall for, the thing that, first thing I got arrested for was going into a clothing store and just grabbing a handful of clothes, you know what I mean? All the shit, just loaded up an old armful of rack of shit that I wanted and just kind of walked out, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you get caught? Well, the manager came out and was like, hey, you know, and I took off running down this little street. <laughs> my friend's house was like right up the way. I ran up into his house like, hey, look at all this shit I got. We started going through the clothes, picking out which ones we wanted. I put a jacket on and stuffed a bunch of these shirts into my pockets. And then I took off like, you know, I let a couple hours went by. I figured I was good. But I got pulled over, you know, and they searched me. The store manager came and ID'd me and all that shit, you know. And um, and so they call that, you know, so that was, you know, I was doing like it was petty shit. You know what I mean? Um. So I got arrested for that. They took me down to like the juvenile hall. They called my mom. Just my mom come pick me up. You know what I mean? I didn't have to do time for it that time. You know what I mean? Um, right. But um, but that was the first. So then, um, yeah, yeah. So like you know, my mom had to come pick me up or whatever. You know. Uh, and then um, and then so what happens? They gave me a court date. They gave me like a court date. I had to like go to court. You know, um, whatever. I was still going to school and stuff. This is when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Well, then what I was doing is um, I started getting into dr- I started getting into like dope real early too. You I mean I was smoking pot like a lot of there was it was very it was very accessible. You know what I mean? Um, so I was like kind of middleman in um, some speed. You know what I mean for like ki- for kids at my school, older kids. You know what I mean? I was kind of like hooking I was kind of like hooking people up. You know what I mean? I, right. I wasn't like slinging to myself, but I knew who the connect was, and I was like doing little middleman shit. You know, and um, so. <laughs> 
someone had told on me for that. You know what I mean? And um, I showed up to school one day Damn. and someone came up to me and was like, hey, like, he knew who I was. He's like, hey, is your last name this? You know what I mean? And uh, I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, that cop over there is looking for you right there. You know what I mean? They're talking, asking questions about that. And I was already, you know what I mean, getting high and shit. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm out. You know what I mean? So I left and I went over to my, I was like staying with a friend's house for a while, quit going to school, all that. And I had gotten a bench war, so I missed my court date for the um, right for the cl- for the for the thing for the for stealing the clothes, you know, shoplifting. Well, they charge so that that's a thing, right? You think that's a shoplifting, but it's actually what they call is a second degree commercial burglary, mm. right? Right. So, so it's like this, you know. So if you go into a store with money in your pocket and you spontaneously steal something, it's a misdemeanor or petty theft, you know what I mean? But if you go into a store and you don't have any money in your pocket, that means you went in there with it planned out, like you were planning to steal something and that's, you know, intent or whatever. But you know what? I'll tell you, a law like that could have only been written with separating the classes of people of in mind oh, shit. you walk in with money you're gonna get a little no. fucking smack. you walk in here broke we're gonna fucking you're hammer fuck. you down right. you never walk in here again get ready oh. to start making some fucking oh. license plates motherfucker right, right, right yeah 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 so um so anyways yeah i ended up getting picked up like a couple weeks later you know what i mean and i had a warrant because i didn't go to i didn't go to the court day so they took me down to juvenile hall you know what i mean Went to court. I think they gave me like 90 days. They were, oh, they were asking me like, you know what I mean? Where, you know what I mean? Where do you get your, who's your plug? You know, all this. And I didn't know, you know what I mean? I didn't right. know nothing. And so like, well, you know, if you don't want to start talking, you got this warrant. I'm like, fuck it, man. You know? And um, so that was the first thing that ended me up in, um, in juvenile hall. I think I did like 90 days. You know what I mean? I got since like 90 days or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, you know, well, I think that's like, and you know, like I was saying, you know, I think that's when I started kind of learning some lessons. I started learning the lingo, you know what I mean? I started, mm-hmm. you know, um, incarcerated with other kids that were from kind of different backgrounds and yep. learning, you know what I mean? Learning the, you know what I mean? The customs, you know what I mean? And 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 just- Now like, you're becoming a criminal. Exactly, you know? Right. And, uh, learning the culture. Learning the culture and, you know what I mean? And whatnot. And um, I ended up having to go to this like uh, probation school, you know, it was like, which it was like right downstairs from juvenile hall. It was like in the basement of the juvenile hall, you know? <laughs> And the thing was, the whole model was too, right? Like you come, they strip, they, well, they don't strip search, but they search you down, they pass you down your pockets, make you empty out your pockets, go through your backpack, metal detector, wand you down, all that shit before you even come in the door. And there's a probation officer right there. And so if you get enough trouble in class, you mean you get enough like points taken away or write-ups or whatever like that, they could just come in and arrest you and give you a probation violation, you know what I mean, for, for whatever, and put you in the elevator and send you upstairs to juvenile right, hall. Take you right back upstairs. Book you in, and you spend a night or two nights in juvenile hall, and then they send you back down to class wearing the same clothes you got arrested in, and it's like, you know, okay, try again, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, it's funny, man. I always, like, you always hear these um, people talking about like the, uh, the school to prison pipeline, you know what I mean? What was the school to elevator uh, prison pipeline, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, um, designed to institutionalize motherfuckers. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I was going to that school. I was barely out, like fucking a month. So the thing with that school is, too, everybody there's on probation, right? But we're not allowed to hang out with each other. That's like one of the rules of probation, right? Is you're not allowed to hang out with other people that are on probation. Or but whatever, you guys you know? are in the same school. We're in the same school, and. And the, the school that we're part of, it's like not even part of like the county school. So like the count, like the buses don't come by there. We got to take like public transportation and like walk out of there. You know what I mean? Wait for, or wait for our parents to pick us up or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so like when we leave the campus and they would like follow us around. So we had like a little spot down at the fairgrounds where we'd all kind of kick it and smoke and, and whatever, you know, and, um, the co- and the POs would always be driving around town looking for us. And if they saw us kicking <laughs> with us, they would, they would violate us. You know what I mean? They would, <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine being a grown adult and your job is, this is your job. <laughs> looking for kids that aren't <laughs> yeah, supposed to be hanging out there. Yeah. You're looking for kids. Not, yeah. Driving around looking for kids. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Right. 
Yeah, anyways. Um, so then I, I, I'm assuming, though, like at some point you're like you stepped up your game. You're like, all right, I got through this. Now I'm going to go to the next level in the culture. A little bit. You know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah. So um, I ended up becoming pretty good friends with this dude at that school. Um, and he lived out on the uh, there was a there was a Miwok reservation um, out yeah. there. You know? Yeah. And so um, I became cool with him. You know what I mean? I started kicking it out there on the res a lot. And his older brother, well, they were they weren't from there. They were from Sacramento. You know what I mean? From uh, from West Sacramento. And uh, his wait older. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slow yeah. down. Slow down. Oh. You were hanging out on the Miwok reservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sp- I, st- I mean, I stayed out there. And I was like practically living out there for. Get can couple- you and no. listen? I'm American Indian. And I ain't gonna take any offense to anything you say. So I'm just, I just want because no. I'm always usually the one trying to explain reservations and right. whatever, and not people don't know about it. Yeah, and it's very rare right. to hear somebody say, "Yeah, I actually lived on one for a while, yeah. and I was practically." So what kind of shit did you see there? What was it like on the Miwok reservation? Um, it was an experience. You know what I mean, man. There wasn't a lot out there, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it was like it was like a lot of people just had their trailers out there. Some of them didn't even have like water hooked up to their trailer. There was like right. a little community center where people would leave like pastries and cakes and stuff in, you know. Every once in a while they might have like a little community gathering, but like people just like kind of stayed out there. Yeah. Went in the town, you know what I mean? What not a lot different really from how I grew up where my mom lives, you know what I mean? It was right. it was almost kind of similar. We just go into town for some groceries and like come back and post up, you know what I mean? Um Did you ever meet any mean Indians? Oh, uh, well, my homeboy, he was a little, he was a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his older brother too, man. So like, that's the thing. His older brother was from like a, a, a really well-known neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like a very like generations deep kind of neighborhood, you know what I mean? And uh, I started kind of going in to the city with them into that neighborhood. And um, yeah, man, uh, it was, yeah, you know, for, for me, for being from the country and a white kid too, you know what I mean? And not, he's not, it's like not a white, you know, mostly a Chicano kind of, kind of body, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Um. No, I just kind of learned to kind of keep my mouth shut, like, real early on, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And just kind of watch and observe. But, you know, like, the the kids that were, like, our generation, that were, like, our age, were pretty cool, you know what I mean? And, like, I was, like, I got in pretty tight with them, you know what I mean? I wasn't, like, wasn't scared to, you know, go from the shoulders with somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, was always, I was always, like, a little bit of a scrapper. And so, like, that was um, – but, like, the older generation, like, the older brothers and the T.O.s and shit, you know what I mean, were kind of always – kind of vibing me out all the time you know what i mean um, but you know i i, I spent a lot of I, you know i started spending more and more time um going to that neighborhood and people kind of started getting to know my face there and stuff you right. know um and uh, and yeah man I, I learned i learned some new moves you know what i mean for sure like you know there was we we're doing some new stuff you know um i learned that you know basically you know that the items that were on the menu you know what i mean were um guns jewelry and cash you know what i mean these things right. were very easily liquidated you know what i mean right. well cash right. was, cash was always a you right. know what i mean right. and then right. somebody always wanted the strap and jewelry mm-hmm. was just it was very easy to turn jewelry into cash. something else you know what right and or cash, whatever yeah. else right. yeah, yeah yeah and uh so you know i i learned i learned how to do um yeah i learned some new moves you know um basically so that you know that didn't really last that didn't really last too long um so I ended up getting, I ended up catching a violation for truancy. You know what I mean? I quit going to school. I was just kicking out there on the res or whatever. You know what I mean? Not showing up. You know what I mean? And that's another thing about the res too. The cops are not supposed to come out there. You know I mean they got to get like a federal warrant to like go out there and shit. You and know? they um, ain't got no power out there. No, yeah, that's um, right. That's federal land. Yeah, you're like an outlaw, dude. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it was cool too. That the thing that was really cool about that reservation. So the one entrance 
was on the Eldorado County side, and then there was another interest coming from the Sacramento County side. Right. So you could come in one side of the county and go out the other side of the county. And it was cool. It was, you know, it was, yeah, there wasn't a lot out there, but we had like, you know, there was some good part. You could like get a big fire going out there and shit. Right. You know, and invite people and like have a music, have, you know, people go out there with their cars and the trunks open and, you know what I mean, music going on. And it That's was fun, you know. Done, yeah. It was cool, you know. Um, hey, did you ever see like, um, did you ever see like anybody sing any Indian songs or anything when you were out there? Or a shapeshifter? You ever see a shapeshifter? Or owl ever call your name? Or? No, no. I heard some stories, you know what I mean? There was a couple older guys, you know what I mean, that we could like kind of go over to that would, you know, we would drink and smoke, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would hear some of like the stories, you know what I mean, the tales. Like, I got invited to go do some sweats a couple times, you know what I mean? Um, but no, no, I don't, I don't know if I can, yeah. So uh, wait, so then at what point did you get like serious time? Like when did they well, hand you serious That's the thing, you know, I never really got serious time. That's why I was kind of nervous coming on the show. I was like listening don't to all these. Don't be nervous about it. Oh, I well, got not, people on here that got done no time. Yeah, Dude, no, well, Schmitty, not, we got Schmitty had zero time. Yeah, no, ner- nervous probably isn't the right word for it, but it just, you know what I mean? Um, I was listening to, yeah, the interviews you did with fucking uh, with Jack and and Berto and you know what I mean and Danny and all these guys these dudes are like my role models you know what I'm saying and I did do some time but I did like petty time you know what I'm saying right like, um, mostly you know um, how did you get hooked up with Danny then oh I met him at UC Berkeley right I so met- did you go into the underground scholarship? yeah program? yeah yeah exactly how did you get into that okay so I get so let me get there uh, so anyways you know um, let me see let me should I back up or should I just talk about how I got into underground scholars, you know? You um, don't, don't no, worry. No, no, let, no. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, I got, I started getting into more trouble. Yeah, yeah. I started getting into more trouble. You know, I was still, I was doing kind of shit like this, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, doing little licks, you know what I mean? Breaking an interview, you know, stuff like this. Um, yeah. With this, with this neighborhood, with, you're kind of doing it with these guys? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. We say that. Hey, how and, does um, one of the older cats vibe you out? Like, was there ever a time where they said, all right, you can come with us, but you got to be the one on the front? Well, you know, um, it was uh, like, you know what I mean? What was always like kind of reinforced, you know what I mean? Because I started kind of dressing the part too, you know what I mean? And like, you know, seeing like the types of shoes and the colors and shit, you know what I mean? Right. And I started kind of dressing the part too. And it was like made very clear to me, like, don't, if somebody hits you up, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, you can't say you're from this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is not, you're not from here, you know what I mean? Like, this is not, you're, you're, I don't know where the fuck you're from, you know what I mean? But this is like, this is the hood, you know what I mean? Like, so don't be saying, even the, even like some of the younger homies, like that weren't, that weren't necessarily in yet, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It was very, um, it was very serious, you know what I mean? That was taken very seriously. Hey, Steve, speak and to so that on. for a second. So here we got a guy, right, from a different area, right? And he's coming in and he's actually doing the work and he's actually being cool mm-hmm. and he's getting integrated into this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then there's still this place where they're like, hey, like, don't say you're from here because you're not. Da-da. How does an older, how does the neighborhood, like, what are some of the politics involved with dealing with an issue where this is a good guy, yet we got some rules? Well, I mean, for one, the race thing is going to set you back a little ways. Yeah. Right. Your color. So that's already going to sit you at a distance. And then even if you do everything, you've still got that same color on you. Yeah. And it's going to, you know. You're just not gonna walk into that situation easily, or else everybody'd be walking into the neighborhood and claiming all sorts of shit. Yeah, because so like you, to be somebody white or black and be claiming that neighborhood, you would either had to have spent a lot of time with them, grew up with oh. them, you went over and beyond what they were doing right. just to be accepted. Right. You know, it's kind of like that. So the older guys probably vibing them, and the younger guys just trying to protect their neighborhood. Right, you know, this is an outsider. This oh. is somebody that's not like us. Didn't necessarily grow up with us. Yeah, but 
it's like he's saying, the longer you spend time there, kind of start dressing the part. I mean, eventually, if you stay on that track, you're going to become yeah. them. Yeah, and um, I ended up not not becoming that. You know what I mean? Um, barely, but um, um, let me see. Where was I? Uh, uh, the older homies, the younger you're doing, homies. You're doing more. You're hitting licks. You're doing yeah, more yeah, doing, doing little shit. You yeah, know what I mean? but they're um, reminding you, hey, you're not from here. Kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so, uh, so I ended, okay, so I ended up getting arrested again. So I ended up getting a violation for some like stupid shit for truancy for not showing up to school. I got violated. I, I you know I quit going to the probation school. You know what I mean? I was on probation. You know, I got a truancy, and then I got somebody reported me saying that they saw me hanging out with one of these cats. You know what oh, I mean? I had God. like you know, you know I got reported, and then uh, when I finally did go to report, you know what I <laughs> mean? When I finally like you know, my mom didn't even know where I was some of those times. You know what I mean? Like I was right. just I was gone. You know what I mean? I was doing my own thing, and um, he maybe he called me in and maybe take a piss test. I took a piss test. You know what I mean? Failed that for marijuana. So I the, re, the my return to custody was for a truancy, violating my. Uh, violating my terms of like socialism i can't remember what the thing was but for hanging out with somebody another kid that was on probation right and a dirty and a dirty urine analysis right weed which is now legal so yeah and so um so when i was so i went to juvenile hall that time i was supposed to do 30 days 30 days in juvenile hall and then 30 days on house arrest right well when i went into juvenile hall that time like yeah you know i had been kicking with these different people and i kind of and i and i seen some people that i knew or that that i knew knew my homeboy and his older brother and i kind of clicked up with um you know the chicano kids um in the in the system there you know um and um so i was kicking with them you know and then uh so somebody you know ended up kind of like you know Ran, ran a nut check on me, you know what I mean? Um, early on, there was this older uh, dude. He was, uh, you know, he was from uh, he was from Los Angeles, and he got busted um, in um, in Tahoe with a stolen car and a, and a car full of strap, all this stuff, you know what I mean? And he had already been to YA, and he was coming back out to court for some. They brought some more charges up on him or something like that, and he was going. So he had already been to YA. This big old fucking. You know I mean big old fucking dude, you know, this back when they had weights and shit in YA. And he kind of came up on me. He's like, oh, what you think? You know what I mean? You think you're just this little white fucking, you know what I mean? Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck, you know what I mean? Little wannabe, fuck all this shit, you know what I mean? And I kind of was like, well, you know what the fuck you want to do about it, you know what yeah. I mean? And he was like, all right, all right, you know. And then as we're lining up to go back to our cell, he walked by me and he called me a, called me a Shavala. And he's like, you fucking Shavala, you know what I mean? What's a Shavala? Right. It's like, punk, yeah, it's like a punk, yeah. And I said, I said, man, fuck you, dude, you know what I mean? And I stepped back and I cracked him, you know, a couple mm-hmm. times. And when I did, you know, I when I did that, I used kind of the derogatory term for where he was from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as I was firing on him, you know, and um, knocked him back, he stumbled, he knocked over a bunch of chairs and shit. And then um, he got me too. You know, the cops grabbed me and slammed me up against the wall. And while I was restrained, he got up and came and just got uh. me with a good one. You know, just all oh, ripped my whole lip off my fucking face almost. <sighs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did that, when I hit him, I guess you know he had to go. He had to go to the outside hospital and shit because he got like a hairline fracture in his um. Like his little bone right here where your temple is or whatever, you know? And he had to get like a little splint put in his fucking, in his face or whatever. So they charged me. I got an in-house charge for that. They gave me a DA referral for that. And I got charged with um, for battery, a great bodily injury. They picked it up. They picked it up. The wow, county, yeah, the county man. picked it up. Fuck. They charged me with battery, a great bodily injury, and uh, and a gang enhancement. You they know called now. Check this uh, out. Let's back yeah, up a minute. Lay the land. Lay the land, dude. Because this is how he got the name Clint the Splint. <laughs> <laughs> Clint what the is Splint. so fucked up, uh, bro, is that it, any type of crime that happens in prison, yeah. They can take that crime, write it up however they want with whatever, whatever they want. They'll have motherfucking convicts testifying on you. 
Man. Video camera, whatever. And they all run all that shit to the DA of the oh. county, wherever that corrections facility sits. Right. And they'll be like, oh, we got this guy in here for such and such. And look what he's doing in there. Dead to rights. Oh. Look at this motherfucker. He's in there for three years for this. And now, and they, and you're sitting there waiting. And when they pick this thing up, you're just sweating, man. Because when they pick this stuff up, you're getting more charges. You ain't going home. And after they're done picking it up, and you're hit with those, then the institution is going to hit you with even more shit. You get what I'm saying? So you're getting doubly, you're getting more time from the CDC. You're getting another charge added. You mm. get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you, and you can't win. And you can say anything you want, but the board's going to decide. It's not a, like a trial trial. It's not. There ain't no, there's nothing. You go in there and they put the case together they want and you don't have shit to say. This is what we got. I'm on. Check it out. You want to pick it up? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so they. Fucked wait up. a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Since we're right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how big is this? I mean, how 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 tall is this dude taller than you? He he. I mean, in my memory, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. Like yeah. this dude was like kind of scary looking. He, he already he was already all tatted up. He's already you know a grown man. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, 15, sixteen. I think I might have been fifteen or sixteen at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, were you the only white dude in there for the most part in that area? Anyway? No, there was. It was mostly it was mostly whites and Latinos in that juvenile hall, right? But there, why you know did he mean? single you out? I, do you think? Because I was kicking it with a. Uh, with the group that was his rival for one and I was white you know what I mean and right, he wanted right, to right. and you know what I mean and he wanted to show my homeboys that, that I wasn't down you know what I mean that, right. I wasn't, that I wasn't with it you know what I mean he wanted to fucking you know what I mean he was testing me you and know? you knew right, right. you knew right um, you were hanging out with your homeboys and yeah. you knew like I, I gotta take this all the way to the wall Yeah. if I'm gonna retain my friendship my trust with my homies I'm gonna have to just fucking straight up square up and take this all the way to the fucking wall pretty much yeah. god damn yeah. man God damn. Every now and then it's like that. Yeah. God, Clint the so, splint. Clint, Clint wasn't waiting though. He took off first. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he's no fool. It, but hey, like he said, he said sometimes you could just stand like this. You could put your head down and go, uh, and then also Sometimes that has to happen too. Yeah. But uh go ahead, dog. So, so they sent me to this um this like low level white. So this is my only my second time ever being in trouble. And this is like my, you know what I mean? This is like my first like Violent. And that's something I want to emphasize too. All the violent shit that I ever had was all in custody. You know what I'm saying? Like I was right. not really, you know what I mean, a super violent dude on the streets doing kinds of crazy shit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It right. always happened like when I was once I was in custody. That's when shit always happened. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so yeah, the, you know the probation officer had this big case on me. All the juvenile hall staff put this big fucking. You know what I mean? Really made me look like I was. You know what I mean? Like I was Bad fucking. Guy. Yeah, I was just you know this hardcore. You know what I mean? Call, Killer. Call, yeah, kill. You just yeah. calling the shot. Super predator. You know what I mean? This is like right. This yeah. is like late nine. This is like right. late nineties, early two thousands. You know what I mean? The right. language of like super predators and like right. all this shit is being used to describe yeah. kids. You know what I mean? Gang the members. The other Clinton. Stuff, you know? The other Clinton was putting out some major fucking laws on guys like you. Yeah, yeah. Super predator. Yeah, exactly. You right. know. Um, all these tough on crime laws and shit you know so they end up sending me to this like low level uh youth authority type thing um it wasn't like a real ya you know it was like uh you go there and there was like you could be there for four months or you could be there for two years and it was on a point system you know what i mean so you got like 30 points a day and you had to get like a 
so many thousands of points to graduate, you know what I mean? And you lose points for everything, you know what I mean? If you, if you get in a fight, that's like a thousand points. If you mm. cuss, that's like 15 points, you know what I mean? If you don't fucking mm-hmm. do your homework, that's 30 points, you know what I mean? It's like no talking in the child hall, you know what I mean? It was like all like kind of like boot camp type shit, you right. know? You had to wear like a uniform and like all this uh, shit and fold your bed with hospital corners and yeah, like all yeah, this type yeah, of yeah, shit, yeah, you know what I mean? What kind yeah. of weird fucker thought that at? Well, military. Know, hey, you know what's funny though? Military. Hey, you know what's funny about that place? It's been there for a long time. It's been there since like the 70s. Foul Springs Youth Authority is what it okay. was called. And it was funny because my uncle, my dad's brother, was actually in that same youth authority when he was a kid, and he burnt the whole place down. Ah, <laughs> yeah. They used to let them have like little dirt bikes, I guess, back in the day. You know what I mean? They could like ride around. Yeah, they had like they had like <laughs> these little like, well, like those little like uh, Yamaha, those little yeah. like Honda eighty, like the little eighties. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, and, uh, sure. and they used to like let the kids who were working because they had like you know they had agriculture there. You know what I mean? So. Like, you, you were, ba- I mean, it was like slate, like you had to take right, care of the grounds. On the you're on the farm, basically, you know what right. I mean? And they had like a garden where they like harvest their own food and all this stuff. And so, like, if a kid was like, you know what I mean, um, been there for a long time and had seniority, you know what I mean? This, they didn't have this when I was there, but right. you know, my uncle was telling me this story, you know? And uh, so, yeah, he had like one of these little dirt bikes and they sent him on an errand, you know, hey, go, you know what I mean, run this message over there before they have walkie talkies. Well, I don't know, you know what I mean? Right. So he was riding this dirt bike and he stopped to like smoke or something like that, you know what I mean? And fucking caught this place on fire and like huge fucking forest fire. They can- he ended up <laughs> fucking getting sent to fucking YA from there too, you know? Damn. Um, and, uh, so did you yeah. get enough points to graduate from this nah, place? No, I ended up failing that place, man. <laughs> I, almost, I almost got kicked out of there. I was only there for two months and almost got kicked out of there. They almost sent me back to my county. So that was a thing. Like if you got too many write-ups or after the two years was up, if you still didn't have enough points or you hadn't demonstrated that you were, you know what I mean, that you were taking the program seriously, they sent you back to your county and you got resentenced. And usually what happened then is they would send you to like the real Preston was yeah, the, was the yeah, YA. Preston was one up there. That yeah. was the one that they would send us to, you know? And so like, that was like, so this place was kind of like the in-between stage between like, you know what I mean? It was like the next stop was like Preston for most of us that were there, you know? Was um, there any weird fuckers? I don't mean like the people in it, but like in these weird YAs with the points and everything, was there ever like some like old chick or some old dude that you could tell was kind of enjoying or weird about the fact that they was making you guys do all this shit? Probably, man. Yeah, some of it was kind of... I If they did, I didn't really pick up on it at the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, maybe in hindsight, I... Yeah, in juvenile hall for sure. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean, like what? I, well, for one, I remember one of the one of the guards in juvenile hall ended up getting fired and ended up being the newspaper and this whole scandal thing because he was like you know, going up to like the girls. Cause it was like, there was a girl wing and there was a boy's wing. And he was going in the girl cell and like telling them to fucking strip, like searching their God cells and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fake you know? ass fucking strip searches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, man, shit like that. Yeah. It's that shit like that fucks me up. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't think you should have like young boys and young girls around a bunch of older adults, whether yeah. they're guy or girl, yeah. uh, that really want to be in that kind of job. It's uh, a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happened in that middle way? Then where'd you go? Oh, so yeah. So anyway, I got sent there. I was in Fout Springs and um, yeah, the same thing. I mean, I kind of clicked up with, um, you know, the Chicano kids there. And um, it was funny, man. We ended up getting this big fight. I mean, this big group fight over the fucking movie American Me, right? Uh-huh. Um, so oh, they, what, happened? They, what sh- happened? They showed this fucking film, you know what I mean? Because they, they, they showed that, they showed that to us. Showed yeah. that. that doesn't sound like a good <laughs> That's idea. That's not good at all. And, you no. know, I think that in their mind, they were gonna, it was like a scared straight type movie. <laughs> they something, thought, you know what I mean? Thought, That's right. what they thought. So they would show movies like every every Friday night, they would show they would show a movie and we'd all get in like this little like day room area and we watch movie, you know what I mean? So they showed us fucking american me and there's that everybody up and there's that one there's that one scene in the movie where um it makes a brief reference to this um to this other prison gang you know right you know what i mean and um 
And one of the dudes disrespected, you know what I mean? And said like, oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like that's the scene where they killed the dude in the movie theater mm-hmm. and dude was like, yeah, that's how we do it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And like big lows or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, um, and, uh, and so like, so the dudes I was kicking it with, they were like, you know, like, hey, we're going to do something about this. You know what I mean? And we didn't do something about that the <laughs> night, that night, but the next week when they showed the movie, like we're going to fucking, we're going to get them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we like we blocked off so you know everybody like wants to sit with their homeboys and shit so we like piled up all these tables in between us and the control room and we all kind of sat in the back and we knew that they were all going to sit together you know what i mean yeah. and uh and it got put on me like hey you know what i mean you need to take flight on fucking that dude right there you know what i mean and so i did and you know what i mean as the they turned the lights off and the movie came on i turned around and i was like hey you know what's up and he was like what the fuck you know and we, anyway i started bombing on him you know what i mean we started fighting and then my homeboy came running behind me and started bombing this other dude and the other dude came running behind me and started and so it was just like they turned into this big brawl and we were just brawling in this little fucking day room you know what i mean just fighting with fists or whatever you know and um and they didn't even have any like cells to put us in you know what i mean they just came in pepper sprayed us a little right. bit you know what i mean mocked all the came jumping running over the tables tagged us all down you know what i mean zip tight you know separated us all for a minute started yeah. interviewing what was this all about you know what i mean but they eventually <laughs> just let us go back i mean it was like a dorm setting you know what i right. mean so right. it was like bump beds they by the end of the night you know what i mean like fucking whatever they just put us back on our bunk beds right. whatever but right. we all got write-ups you know <laughs> and they were always going to kick me out for that you know what i mean because they saw like oh yeah you know you threw the first punch we saw you you know people said they saw you attack him unprovoked you know what i mean all right this shit, the camera you know? picked you up you were glowing in the dark yeah and i didn't you know you know i just kept on i don't know what you're talking about you know what i mean it was just yeah. mutual combat you know what yeah. i mean it was just whatever you know what i mean um yeah. and so i ended up not i was only been there for like you know less than two months i'd been there like 40 days or something you know at the time this happened so they ended up giving me another chance you know what i mean and um i was there for like about another year i was there for like another year you know what i mean just losing points every day just <laughs> fucking up you know what i mean Fuck. just not doing my schoolwork the schoolwork there was a joke too you know what i mean it was like they give you these little packets right these little like uh like do you get a packet for each like discipline like math english history and each packet was worth like four units and it was just up to you to do it so they just handed these out and you're just supposed to sit there and go through them and do them and then turn them in at the end of the week to show how much progress you made and like most of us wouldn't even do that shit we just get these packets and draw on them you know what i mean mm-hmm. tag them up whatever you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, and turn about you know we didn't even do shit so i was always you know i was losing a bunch of points and so i ended up, so yeah i was there for like another year i think um maybe a little over a year and I got, and I was almost getting ready to graduate. I almost had enough points. I was almost getting ready to graduate. And I got another fight with this dude. And um, he was new. He had just gotten there. You know yeah. what I mean? He had just gotten there and he hadn't been there that long. And I was fucking around with my homeboy in the chow hall. And like he flipped a milk, threw a milk card at me and I batted it away real quick. And it landed in this other dude's plate and splashed food all over his fucking oh, shirt. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. And he looked up at me and I was like, I tried to apologize, man. I was like, hey, bro, my bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm real. Like, I didn't fucking mean to do that. You know what I mean? And he was like, kind of, he, he didn't want to take the apology. You know what I mean? I was like, I could tell. Like, I was like, fuck, dude. You know? Here we go. And um, he came up to me in the line and got in my face. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you ain't going to fucking throw you know, no shit at me again. And I started like disrespecting me. You know what I mean? Calling me names and shit. Right. And he went and got back in line and I picked up a big old dirt cloth and I fucking, I hugged it at him and I said, here, now I fucking threw something at you. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you. you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give him a reason that. And then, so, yeah. and then he, um, and so we had like this little latrine area. We had to brush our teeth and I was in there brushing my teeth and he snuck into the latrine area when I was in there and I was rinsing my mouth out and I turned around and he just snapped my head back. I didn't even say nothing, just caught me. You know what I mean? And, uh, and we just started boxing and we started fighting Well, the floor was all wet and he slipped. Oh. And he fell on his back and I got on top of him and I started, you know, drilling him and I noticed I still had my toothbrush in my hand, you know what I mean? And so I started trying to stab him in the face with my fucking toothbrush Damn. and shit, you know? And, um, and I wasn't really getting him that good. The toothbrush ended up breaking, you know what I mean? But he had like a little cut and like little pokes in his fucking face and shit, you know what I mean? And so the staff there, they took that and turned, they gave me a DA referral with that. They charged me with the, uh, 
to that county, which wasn't even my county. That was Calusa County. And they charged me with like assault with a deadly weapon or some right. shit like that. You know what I mean? Tr- turn it into this big old fucking elaborate thing. Luckily, that county didn't pick it up. That county that county never picked it up, but they sent me back to my county to get resentenced with this horrible fucking report on me. You know what right. I mean? Um, and I was looking like I was going to go to Preston and um, the probation officer was in there. You know what I mean? Everybody, they had this big case on me. You know what I mean? I was becoming this fucking, you know what I mean? Menace. Lifelong, you know, I was on my way to becoming a lifelong career criminal career. And, and all this shit, you know. Uh, the only thing that saved me, well, one, my dad, ended up, he, he ended up coming back around. And he ended up, like, writing a big letter, came to the court, like, with this big letter saying that he had a job for me when I got I was going to do this. And, like, he ended up kind of going to bat for me. They let my dad, like, read, like, a statement Wait in the courtroom. Wait a second. Yeah. Well, how did your dad make a turnaround? Oh, well, he came back. So he wasn't gone all that time, you know what I mean? So he went to, like, Idaho or Montana, but he he was only gone for, like, a, he ended up going to jail up there, you know. He, uh... He got like a DUI or something like that. And then he got out of jail from Montana or I don't know where, somewhere up there in one of those states and ended up coming back. And so he was kind of in my life. He was kind of like in my life a little bit in and out. You know what I mean? I would like see him on the weekends and shit like that, you know? Um, but what caused him to step up in a major way like that? I mean, cause, cause uh, and no disrespect, I'm not trying to say anything negative, yeah. but I'm just saying like on, on one, one level it was wild. Like, did he get sober? Did he find God? Did he realize that, you know, maybe if he would have, been a little bit more uh, involved in your early life that maybe you wouldn't be going down this path? Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? I think I think there was a time when he kind of cleaned. I think it was kind of like maybe getting cleaners, you know what I mean, at, at that time. And, you know, he was kind of getting his shit together and um, seeing the path that I was going on and was like, what the fuck's happening to my kid? You know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, so, yeah, he came, you know what I mean? He came to one of my court dates, you know, and, and said this big old thing. The judge and the PO, they weren't trying to hear it. They were like, man, yeah, fuck you. Fuck your dad. You know what I mean? Everything. Damn. And the judge wasn't with it. The judge was ready to fucking send me, send me off to YA. And they ended up holding it over. They ended up getting like a stay or like a whatever, you know what I mean? And put me up for another court date. And I came back um, for another court date, and there was a different judge. There was like a, there was like a sit like a different sit-in judge, and he was like a liberal kind of judge. You know what I mean? He was like <laughs> he used to be like a federal, like some like big like try like seeing like crazy cases, and he started asking all these questions like, well, what was his controlling case? You know what I mean? Like, what was the first thing that he was in custody for? Like, right. oh, truancy, truancy, and fucking dirty marijuana tests. And it's like, oh, and he got in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like a fist fight. You know what I mean? It's whatever. You know? And the judge was like, you know, I don't really think we need to send this dude, you know what I mean, to fucking why? Because, like, why the Preston thing, too, is, like, you go there, it's a behavior evaluation. Right. And if you fail the behavior evaluation after 120 days, then they sentence you to X amount of years or whatever, you know what I mean? And I was really in there for some petty shit, you know what I mean, to right. begin with. And um, so what that judge did, you know what I mean, is he, like, compromised with the DA and my probation officer, and they put me on, like, their own behavior evaluation. So they're like, we're going to send you back to juvenile. Like, I've already been in custody over a year. I've been in custody, like, you know, 13 months or something at this time. And I'm like, we're going to put you on a 60-day behavior evaluation inside the juvenile hall. And if you're cool, you know what I mean? If you don't get any write-ups, like nothing. Like no write-ups, fucking nothing, you know what I mean? You can go home, you know? Um, but if you get anything, if you get in any fights, if you get in any fucking kind of dis- disrespect a guard, anything like that, you know what I mean? We're going to send you to fucking YA or whatever. Now, at this point in time yeah. in your mind, had you finally realized like, holy shit, this is the big break. Or did you were like, nah, no. fuck that. No, nah. I was kind of like, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, yeah, so anyways, what happened, the only thing that saved me, right, when I was in that fucking, that other place in Fowl Springs, they had us wear like big ass boots and like, you mean, walking all over the fucking place. I got like a really bad uh, ingrown toenail, right? And it like got really fucking infected and shit. And I ended up having to go to the outside doctor to get surgery while I was on this behavior evaluation 
And um and so they put me so I went and they had to like cut my fucking toenail all out and shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it was like it was like bad. It was like all put and like yeah. you could smell it and it was like all infected and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? It was really bad. Dude, ingrown toenails ain't no joke. Yeah, bro. yeah. So I had to go get I had to go get surgery and shit. And they put me on medical watch and I was on medical watch for like three or four weeks or something like that. You know? And then um they let me out early. They're like, you know, you need to be able to like in a more sanitary place or whatever like this. And they end up letting me out. You know, before my sixty days was even up, I was I think I was like forty days on that behavior evaluation. And I was on medical watch the whole time cause I had gotten surgery. So there was no way I could get in trouble, you know? Um, so that kind of saved me a little bit. So I ended up, I ended up kind of skirting YA, you know, hold um, on one second. Steve, um, let me ask you a question, man. Uh, whenever they trumped up a bunch of fucking institutionalized charges on you and stuff like that, was there ever a liberal judge that was like, Hey, what's the controlling case? Oh wait. And then peeled back all the layers and said, Hey, you know what? This, this yeah. guy's got a chance. Yeah. Who did you, what was that instance? That was uh, when they were trying to give me and Polly. They were trying to get us to take like a an avoidance of a third strike. Yeah, for dope, right? Yeah, striking us out for dope, and uh, they were trying to get us to take a deal for eighteen, and to take a deal. Both of us take a deal for ten to avoid the strike. And when it got bound over to Superior Court, that Judge Ito, OJ's judge, get the fuck out of here, gets the whole report. Yeah, I've told you, I've shared this. Story. I know, but now it okay. still blows my mind. And and he's looking at all the charges and the rem- and 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 while we're while we're in custody fighting this case, the Romero Act had come into play, which was the the guy who stole the, the piece the of pizza, pizza, right? So now they had Proposition Thirty Six and the Romero Act going through. So Judge Ito's looking at our thing. He's like, he's looking at our charges. He looks all the way back to like. Yeah. Our first charges. He's looking at our rap sheet. Yeah. He goes, man, you mean to tell me that these guys, you're trying to give them this much time to drug addicts for right. dope. For dope. Now, it was, a, it was a bunch of dope. It was fucking a couple ounces of dope. But he's like, these drug addicts, wash them away. He goes, these guys will be back here in 24 months on appeals. It's going to do nothing but waste their money. And you're going to try and block, give these guys, uh, you know, decades because they're drug addicts and this is he had called like um the council the everybody DA, up, up man right to have a little side and bar. so and then we're looking at our turner and our turner's like <laughs> she calls council and and basically he's like i'm gonna give these guys the mandate i'm gonna give them what they're mandated the mandate what the law requires what the man you know and he's like sentence us to midterm possessions Mm. And we didn't get the first. We got the midterm, the mid sentence. Yeah. And then that gets doubled up and 80% because you have two strikes. So you get, you're doing, you're doing double whatever it is and you, and you don't get half time. So we ended up walking out of there, you know, six year, six years uh, sentences opposed to, you know, they were trying to get us to both take 10 at the bottom. You know, in Oregon, I think they just recently put in the laws that you can't go to jail for drug use anymore. They did it somewhere else too. Like you, you, you go to I think rehab. Oregon. I think Oregon too. That's what I just said. Oregon. Yeah, it's like okay. decriminalized. They got that thing yeah, in, I, uh, in Santa Cruz too. So like, my family. So I was living in Santa Cruz for a minute, and uh, it's like the same thing. It's like a there's like a it's like an extension of the county jail where they got like a lot of people from like recovery programs that are working in there, and someone will get picked up for you know uh, you know under the influence or have some paraphernalia get picked up with a rig or something like that on them or something petty like that. And they'll have to like come sign a little paper saying, Hey, are you going to be cool? You know what I mean? Like you're just going to go to sleep. And instead of processing them through the County jail, they'll put them in this little like house 
and they can't leave there for the night. You know what I mean they sleep there, feed them, give them some, let them take a shower, and they'll just go to bed and they'll let them out the next morning. You know what I mean and right. they'll give them like a, a citation or whatever. That's right. dude. That's right. what they remember. Yeah. Otis the drunk in uh, Andy Griffith. That's how they used to do it. You are drunk. Then Otis would come in and put himself in the jail and just fucking go to right, bed. Right, And then the right. next day when he sobered up, got up, he was out. out. It's crazy. That's crazy, bro. So, all right. So you skirt YA and then your life is just happy and free after oh, that, right? Oh, that's all bad. It got oh. away. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, it ended up getting a lot worse, actually, man. Um, so I ended up, uh, so, you know, I got out that time and I went, you know, I was trying to find my home. I went back out to the res to try to see where my homeboy was at. And like, it was a pretty tragic story, actually. I heard that his uh, older brother had gotten murdered. Damn. You know what I mean? Um, and the other dude had gotten a fucking case. He was in county. He was an adult at this time, you know what I mean? And fighting up, you know, fighting some crazy charge, you know what I mean? They were trying to give him like, I, I think he ended up getting like 16 years or something like that, you know what I mean? For like some robbery and kidnapping and some crazy shit, you know what I mean? And um, that was kind of like, I kind of like, I didn't, I didn't know where else to go after that. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck, these are like my boys. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, and I couldn't like really feel comfortable going back to the old neighborhood right. by myself. These were kind of like, I kind of, every time I went there, I was always like with them or like somebody that I knew, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know, I kind of, you know, I, so I kind of started hanging out there in that, in that County, you know what I mean? Um, I started doing a lot of drugs, man. I got really, I got really bad in the meth. I started doing a lot of meth, you know what I mean? And, um, just, you know, yeah, just hanging out with them. And, you know, that was kind of like uh, a transition point too, you know what I mean? Where like, I wasn't, you know, I was still kind of dressing like, you know what I mean? Uh, like I was from the, you know, from the city, I mean, still dressing like a little Mexican, you know what I mean? And a Mexican, little white Mexican kid. And that shit wasn't like really cool in my, in, in like the town I was living. It was a bunch of old fucking, you know what I mean? Right. Redneck fucking, you know what I mean? Like right. wanna, wannabe biker type kind of right, deal, you right, know what I right, mean? right. And, uh, you know, and that's... They didn't and, appreciate that. No, yeah. Did they, that, I mean, did they try to set you straight? Were they like, hey, listen, uh, I think you might be confused there, Yeah, yeah, man. I got that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the other thing was, you know, um, is my mom actually actually is half Mexican, you know what I mean? And, mm. um, yeah, you know, so I have family from Texas, you know, um, from, from Midland, Texas. And I think my great-grandpa was actually from Chihuahua. And my other grandma, she was Native American. So I got a lot... All my cousins, all my mom's family, my mom's side, they're all... They're all Mexican. You know, I got family down here in LA and uh, Valinda and Puente area sure. and uh, San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and they're all, they're all, you know, they're all Mexican American, you know, um, Chicano and like, yeah, my grandma, you know, um, I used to have to go to like Spanish speaking mass with her when I visit like on Christmas and, sure. and shit like that. You know what I mean? So like that was in me, you know what I mean? And I would always justify that. Like, well, no, nah, fuck that. Actually I am. You right, know what right, mean? right, 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 right. And, um, you know, and everybody be like, oh yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you know, um, but anyways, you know, but I did kind of like, I did kind of start transitioning away and, you know, just involved in the, in the drug scene, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. just hanging out and, you know, um, and doing little stupid shit, breaking into cars, stealing cars, you know what I mean? And just driving around a stolen car until it ran out of gas, go do some dirt in it, you know what I mean? Steal some shit, leave it on the side of the road, you know what I mean? Doing shit like that, you know? I, and, I know um, this isn't a popular question and um, you may or may not want to answer it, but what's what's a great thing about doing math i mean we all know it leads to fucking taking apart shit and having no clothes but like what what's a great thing about it honestly nothing man i i never liked it on i did i did a lot because a lot of the people who i was hanging out with and around like they were doing it but i never really enjoyed like the feeling from it to be honest man Um, hold on i started doing heroin when i was like 19 and that was the i was like all right this is what i should have been doing the whole time (laughs) 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 wait what is meth was not happening man Uh, so what is it like when everyone's doing the meth then right the meth and then you like are like oh man this again and man. then, but you still did it because it's like that's what's going on. 
What what mental discussions do you have with yourself before the fucking thing comes? Your hit comes to you, man. I don't even know if I was capable of having a mental discussion with myself. You know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I was just so gone. I was, I, man. I was really worthless on that shit, man. I couldn't, I couldn't pull off a hustle. I couldn't pull off a lick. Like I would be at places, you know what I mean, where people I was around were planning and going to do something and drawing. Like we're gonna go in here and do all this and get all this, you know what I mean? And I'd be in the corner like drawing some fucking skull. And you know what I mean, just like. <laughs> completely out of the loop you know what i mean with a big ass pimple on my head and just like like yeah. bro like you're off the team you know what i mean like yeah, you're yeah, you're done yeah. and I, but I couldn't i couldn't man i couldn't pull off shit man what kind of was, nicknames did they give you um i went by casper for a long time did you yeah no. what about when when you were drawing skulls and they're like yeah you ain't a part of this bro you're out you're out to lunch right now did they give you crazy names no nah, not that it may they might have but I don't, they didn't tell didn't me <laughs> no anyways um yeah so i ended up so i ended up back in the county jail um you know, shortly after that, um, on a, on an auto theft case, I got pulled over in a stolen car and, um, you know, and I ate the case for it. I, I'd been doing a bunch of shit, you know what I mean? And I, they were, you know, the cops were looking for me. I was like, you know, being investigated for all types of like, you know, property crimes that were going on in the area and whatnot. And, um, <laughs> I had gotten in a big old, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't even say what I did because I, maybe they could still charge me with it. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? I don't know. Careful. You know what I mean? Careful. But you, uh, heard, you heard a guy that got involved in what? You heard some rumors about somebody else that did something that was something similar, which was kind of what? Can you describe uh, what it was um, that somebody else did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, I heard, you know what I mean? That, um, there was this big, you know, dramatic uh, pursuit, you know what I mean, on the freeway. Oh, and, yeah. We've had some people come in and tell us some stories Yeah, about you that. know, and they didn't really know, like, they kind of knew who it was, but they didn't really know who it, they couldn't really right. prove or whatever, you know right. what I mean? Right, and, um, right. Yeah, you know. Um, right, okay. So, so right. I ended up, so then I ended up getting pulled over, like, a couple of days out, you know, a couple of days later, and... Um, I was just like caught like red handed, you know, me with the screwdriver hanging out the ignition and <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. And my homeboy was in the car and I just, I kind of ate the case right there on the spot. You know what I mean? I just said that, you know what I mean? They didn't know anything. Like it's all me. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know these guys. I just picked them up hitchhiking and like, I don't know. Like they didn't have nothing to do with anything. And you know what I mean? Yep. And whatever, you know what I mean? And, um, so I went, I went to, I was in County jail for that, you know, fighting that case. And well, not really fighting that. Case. I pretty much took the first deal they fucking offered me, you know, but, um, right. Um, but yeah, you know, when I was in, when I was in County that time, I was kind of like, I knew I was going to prison. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do and like who I was going to click up with when I went to prison. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause like my whole juvenile career, I had been rocking with, you know what I mean? Right. With these right. Chicanos and shit. You know what I mean? They're going to um, ask you to make a choice at some point. Right. You know? And, uh, but at the other hand, I wasn't really from like a neighborhood. You know what I mean? I never really been jumped in before. Like I didn't really, I didn't know if I was going to be accepted. You know what I mean? And, um. So all these things were going, and the and the county jail that I was in was like it was like nothing but whites, you know what I mean? It was like white, maybe a couple of Native American, maybe a couple of Native Americans here and yeah, there, yeah. You know what I mean? but it was like mostly a bunch of white boys in there, you know. Yeah. And there was like this one older, he was actually a Native American dude um, that I knew that had been to the pen a lot, that I actually kind of knew him from the res scene out there, you know. And I trusted him, you know what I mean. And I went up to him like, hey, you know, like what do I do when I get to the pen? Like who do I kick it with? You know what I mean? Like in a juvenile hall, I was doing this. And he kind of broke it down to me like, hey, bro, you know what I mean? Like all that juvenile hall shit like doesn't matter to me. Like mm-hmm. what matters is what you, what you mm-hmm. do when you get there. But whatever you choose when you get there, like that's what mm-hmm. that's what you got to rock with. You know what I mean? And I was like thinking, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to ask him, you know what I mean? I didn't want to ask him too many more questions than that. But I was like thinking like, fuck, man, if I if I try to kick it with like the people who I've been kicking with this whole time, like are they going to, you know what I mean? Are they going to are they going to let you in? Right. You know what I mean? And I didn't have any tattoos that really identified me as anything, you know what I mean? So I kind of made the decision in County Jail, like, all right, I'm just going to rock with the white boys, you know what I mean, when I get there. And, right. Um, and um, I did that. And so ironically, um, the thing I went to the hole for, for the riot, was actually the group that I had been kicking it with 
my whole juvenile hall career ended up rushing us out in the day out, out in the yard and I didn't even know what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like I just got, you know, the next thing I knew this dude was just running at me with his arm cocked back and I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And, uh, I just kind of like barely squared up with this dude. But anyways, you know, I got, I got written up for that. Um, wait a second. Yeah. All right. Hold on. So you're saying like, all right, went to the pen, talked to the Indian. Indian's like, ah, well, I don't really know what to tell you. All that shit in YA doesn't matter, which it turns out maybe wasn't 100% correct. Yeah, no, in hindsight, I could have, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't realize at the time, but I probably could have. And, you know, but on one hand, though, you know, um, for some reasons, I'm kind of glad that I didn't, you know what I mean? I, some some reasons, I kind of if I could go back, you know what I mean? I'm not, not sure what I would have done. But, like, you know, my, my cousins down here are in L.A., they're not, it wouldn't have been cool. You know what I mean? It would have made for some awkward fucking Thanksgivings and Christmas gatherings and shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. So for that reason, I'm kind of glad that I chose to, to go the way I did. Uh, one but, of the reasons, but, um, but the reason why I'm, yeah, I'm laying yeah. it out is I'm not trying to say what you should have done. Right. Oh, okay? right, right, right. I'm right. just trying to lay out the scenario right, that's right. in front of you. Right. Like it's not an easy scenario. Right. Which is, which is okay. So then, and you're worried about it enough that you're going to ask somebody. Right. They're telling you like, okay, forget about YA, yeah, but whatever yeah. you choose, you got to stick with that. Right. So then you sat back and you did the best calculation you could. Right. You're like, no one's going to believe that my, my mother's half Mexican <laughs> and I went to Spanish mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got no fucking tattoos. Oh. So what am I going to do? So I'm going to click up with the white dudes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the guys that you used to be down with in YA. That group of gentlemen rush the white guys. Yeah. God. And he's in the white guys. Man, if you couldn't <laughs> they start set, getting down. If you couldn't set like a bed. He only wanted to be with those dudes for about five minutes. <laughs> right. For the first five minutes, he's like, fuck, I fucked up. Dude, okay. I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, dude, in a movie, right? Like, if you're making a movie about this dude's life, right? Fox and the Hound. You're like, that's the end of it. He fucked up. He chose wrong. That yeah. that's that right. That's he finally, you know, he's been told all his life, you right. better click up with the white dudes, and then he was in doing he meth was, with some small. Wrestling with himself, right? His identity the whole time. He's confused. He's like, I ain't confused. He's just, I don't know, understand what you guys are doing around here. Finally, he gets in there, and then he looks across the yard, and there's like all his old homeboys. That's fucked up. That's tough. But like you said, you did what you had to do, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and so I, I was, so I, yeah, that's what I went to the hole for. You mean that's what I got sent to Aztec for? And I'd actually been involved in another incident, um, prior to that, and I had actually ended up getting a getting away with that one you know what i mean um but then while i was in while i was in the hole for the riot i got a confidential informant thing slid under my door you know um the dude so man that's a that's a something you know um that i bit that i think about a lot you know that little incident you know um so pretty much everybody that was involved in this incident mass and there was multiple and you know it, it was far reaching the people that were that were um impacted by this or like part of this in some way or another you know um all of them, all of them ended up locking it up and piecing it up and and telling on me, telling on me and all this shit. You know what I mean? Not at that time. So, anyways, you know, um, yeah. So, at the same, so on the one hand, that's what I was gonna say. You know what I mean? This is like, you know, um, where my story, I feel like, is maybe a little different to some people. You know what I mean? Because like I went, I was doing 16 months with auto for auto theft. You know what I mean? That was like that was my case. You know what I'm saying? Most people who do that, I was I was expecting to be put on a level one ranch, you know what I mean? Fire camp. I heard all about the big cinnamon buns and business and gravy right, on right. Sunday and shit. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm telling him Chino stories. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's what I was signing up for right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, well, dude, uh, they're gonna serve half chickens, bro. Big old 
whole fucking roscas. Oh yeah, and, all that. Yeah, you, know I mean? you eat good over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gate. Be, there's only a gate. Yeah, 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 working out. You know what I mean? Well, you get yeah. all swollen shit. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. Tattoo, whatever. They sell you know? it to you good. Oh huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Just take, take the, take the deal. You know what I mean? Right. And um. Couldn't and, wait to get up to prison. Anyways, yeah. So man, that that <laughs> fucking it was very apparent very early on that that was not going to be. Uh, that's not how I was going to do my time. You know. Um, but uh. Yeah, so anyways, this thing happened, you know what I mean? And I was thinking about it. This is like a story that I kind of wanted to tell here too, you know. Um, this dude, you know, one of my friends who I'd known for a long time. I knew him since like high school, you know what I'm saying? Like he was something that I party with and got high with and all this shit, you know what I mean? And um, he had, you know, he'd gone to prison when he was young, you know, at a, at a young age, like 20-something for, for robbing a house, residential burglary, which is a strike, you know what I mean? He gave him a strike offense. And so he ended up getting caught up for all, like, this whole string of fucking burglaries, you know what I mean? And they were going to strike him out. And he was, like, 22, 23 years old at the time, you know what I mean? And they were going to they were threatening with life sentences, you know what I mean? All this stuff. He was literally getting struck out for all these burglaries and shit, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And so he told, you know what I mean? He, like, took him out of the county jail, took him down to the sheriff's department, made videos, you know what I oh, mean? And he told God. him where everything was at, you know what I mean? Oh. And all this shit, you know what I mean? And just spilled the beans on this whole case, you know what I'm saying? And, um... He ended up getting uh, rolled up out of one of the pods, you know what I mean? So he was in jail when I was when I was in there. He was in a different pod. They ended up, you know what I mean, that paperwork ended up surfacing on him. They put hands on him, you know what I mean? He got, you know, he, they got him out of there, but he didn't want to lock it up, you know what I mean? He wanted that. He thought that he was going to do like a cleanup or something like this and get himself out of it, you know what I mean? He didn't want, he didn't want to like go PC up or whatever, you know? And, um... So I'm in the pod. So there's other, there's this other older white dude, you know, in the pod with us. And he's an older cat. You know what I mean? He'd already done, you know, multiple turns, you know what I mean? Done level four times, kind of an OG, you know what I mean? Like, um, one of my fucking like big homies kind of, you know, and, uh, and, you know, he was also, you know, one of these types of cats who had managed to kind of slip under the radar or the whole validation things that was going on in like the the 90s and all this shit. And he was kind of like pulled me and this other dude to the side and was like, hey, you know, if we go with this dude tomorrow, you know, if he's on the bus with us, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to we're going to do this, you know, and um, are you guys down, you know? And in my head, I was thinking like, you know what I mean? Like, what are the chances of like all of us ending up on the fucking same bus and you know, like everything working out like that good? So I was like, yeah, you know, fucking whatever, you know what I mean? Right, kind right. of banking on the fact that like this is not going to happen. Not gonna you know, happen. Right. They're not going to send us all on the same on the right. same fucking chain together, and it did, you know. And so the other dude that I did it wait, with wait, too. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you go there, and they got the guy. Someone's like, "Hey, we got you know, we got some work to do." Da da da. And you're like, "What are the fucking odds?" Yeah. I mean, you know, it couldn't be. <laughs> I already got fucking dudes that I used to hang out with were on the other side of the aisle, so yeah. I've already got my bad luck stroke. There's no yeah. way, right? So yeah, man, that's right. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And when um, did you, as you're walking to this bus or whatever it is, at what point do you start to see like, uh, like, did you see one guy come and you're like, oh shit, that's weird, one guy. Then the next guy, like, when did you start to see the stars lining up? All right, so um. Well, right when I got when I got put into holding, so they take you out of the pod. They bring you out like real early in the morning when you're on a transfer, like you know four o'clock. It's like still dark outside, you know. And they pull you in there. They they take you in this little cell. You got to walk through the uh, the metal detector, and then they put you like in a paper jumpsuit and they put you in one of the holding cells. As I was coming out of the metal detector and walking past the holding cells, I seen dude that we're supposed to, and I was just like ah okay like we're going with him and then my other homeboy. Well, he we were in the same pod and they took us both out, but they didn't take my older homeboy out. The one that was like kind of like overseeing this whole thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean they didn't take him out it was just me and the other dude and i'm thinking like okay well you know what i mean like you know what well, are we still gonna do it you know what i mean like right. you know i don't know you know um 
And so we ain't all getting put on the same bus. Like he, they put him right, me right, and he's like, "Oh, Clint, like what's up?" You know what I mean? Like, never fucking. Oh, did you? Of course he is. Oh, dog. did you? Yeah. My dog, he's breathing hey. easier. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, have you? Uh, hey, did, did you, you fucking real write? talkative now? Yeah, hey. yeah. Hey, you're a sight for sore eyes. Yeah. Clint. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did fucking Amanda ever write you? And you were talking about all this I shit. Remember you know? that time when we? And I was with? just like, oh fuck, man. You know what I mean? Like. And I felt kind of bad about it too. You mean I'm like, fuck, man, I knew this dude for a long time. And like, you know, um, anyways, we all, you know, end up going in there. And so they end up putting us all in the same holding tank in R and R, right? And um they they put us in the same holding tank, me, dude that I'm supposed to, you know what I mean, and do that whatever, right? And, and um, dude that you're supposed to are you guys every once in a while looking at each other like like, do you guys make eye contact? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like waiting for him because yeah. well, he had already, he had already been, he had already done a turn. This is my first, you know. I figured yeah, if anything, yeah. I could just play it off. Like, well, you know, my, I, I didn't know you know what you mean, whatever, you know. Communicate clearly. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, this this is like my first turn. This is my first day in fucking prison. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at dude, and like, I'm kind of waiting for him to like make the first move or like tell me that we're gonna do it. Well, then the dude that the older cat. He ended up coming on just the bus behind us. And they say they ended up taking him out of the pot like a few minutes later. So he comes walking in and they tell him to go in one of the different holding cells, but he doesn't listen to him. Well, like the, the CO turns it back and he just walked into ours, you know what I right. mean? And, um, and he's looking at me and was like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, and he had like a little thing with them that he had made and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The county yeah. the night before, you know what I mean? And yeah. passed it to me. And you know what I mean? I looked at my homeboy, you know, the dude, and I was like, Hey man, you ready for this? You know? And he was like, what? And he was eating a sandwich. And I, you know, I started bomb. <sighs> I started bombing on him, you know what I mean? And he got up and started chunking him with me, you know what I mean? And, you know, he started fighting back. And then my other dude, you know, pushed him into the corner and, you know, started getting him and shit, you know what I mean? And I, I was looking at that like, well, I, you know, I didn't really think about it, man. He was like, you know, I felt like my body was moving and my brain was without my brain telling it to you, you know what I mean? And right, I, right, right, out of body, like kind of autopilot. Of, right, yeah, man. And so, you know, I stepped back. I kicked this dude in the head, like kicked his head into the wall as hard as I could. And he hit the ground, you know, and he started kind of going into like this weird convulsion thing and, you know, blood bubbles coming yeah. out his nose and breathing all wheezing all fucked up you know what i mean and i was just like i thought that we fucking you know what i mean i thought that it was like a bad one you know what i mean and right, i was like trip right. i was like oh fuck you know what i mean but right he was and then my older homeboy was like all right you guys got him you got him you know what i mean you can stop you know what i mean and um mm. we you know flushed the thing whatever you know what i mean and um it started washing our hands off washing the blood off our shoes started trying to clean ourselves up or whatever you know and then there was this older, there was another dude in one, in one of the holding tanks. He was like, he had parole from Azseg and was going back to the hole. He paroled from the hole, was going back to the hole. And he was watching this from the sidelines. And he told the old homeboys, like, hey, you, got, you can't tell him to stop, man. Like, you guys need to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just fucking tell him, tell him to stop. Like, if he's still moving and shit, you know what I mean? And I was like, and I was like hearing that. And I was like, fuck, man. Well, as they were, were having, like, eh, old dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, right? yeah. Just- and uh, well, as he was having that conversation, the CO came to pull us out to put us like in the little holding yard and seeing him on the ground. And, and he was like everybody up against the wall you know what i mean everybody fucking take their shirts off you know what I mean? blah blah blah. he hit this little you know sent something in this thing alarm went off and eh, you know what i mean they put us all in the cages you know what i mean started interviewing everybody well dude held his mud you know what i mean the dude that that we got like he didn't sit when they got him out of there and you know walked him out of there or whatever you know he told the he told him that he had a seizure that he had a seizure that he didn't remember anything that he didn't know what would happen nobody said nothing nobody saw nothing you know what i mean he told you know, they asked him how he got all these marks on him he said that he got in a fight in the county the night before and that he never reported it and shit you right, know what i mean right and at this time and this was in dvi this was in tracy and this type of shit was happening every fucking day in there so the sure, ceos were sure. just like fuck it whatever you right. know what i mean right and uh, they ended up taking him to go get some medical attention or whatever you know what i mean and they kicked us out in like the little holding yard and they just let us go back out to the line you know and um so yeah so this is um so here you know 
I'm in this, I'm in this, uh, and they sent us to the wing. They sent us to the fuck up wing too. You mean I was probably going to end up like in a dorm or something like that on kitchen duty. They put me in one of the wings that was like kind of popping off where there was like a lot of politicking going on, you know? And so the dude that I did it with, he ended up like locking it up and like PCing up like two or three days later. And I don't know why to this day, I don't know why, but I walked by a cell one day and I looked in the cell and I asked the cell, Hey, where's, you know, where's dude, you know? And he was like, Oh, he's okay. He's okay. You know what I mean? And I was he's like, okay. I was like, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was, I didn't know anything I was wrong. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about him. He's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm not okay, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. And so I didn't even know at that point, I didn't even know what happened. You know what I mean? So I had to like, you know, you had to like get a TB shot and like go to medical and like get pro and get cleared to go out to yard. And so the first time I go out, to, I get cleared to go out to yard. I'm in there like 13 days. You know what I mean? Um, and a couple of people have seen that. So like a couple of dudes like, that were in my, in my wing with me, like, oh yeah, that dude, you know what I mean? We saw it like you got down or whatever. It was cool. You know what I mean? So I already like knew people were inter coming up, introducing themselves to me and it was like a cool vibe. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting. And, um, it's interesting how, you know, that situation happens or I think about some, some things that happen in like LA County jail or just like, Maybe I didn't even mean for them to happen the way they happened, but yeah. somehow they happened, and then I end up going upstate and like, motherfuckers, remember little things, dog. Right. And yeah. it's weird how your reputation can be built, and you don't even know it's getting built while it's going down, no. and you don't ever know who's ever looking and paying attention. No. There's always someone. And just like the way that dude saw what happened to him, right. and they're like coming up, and he's got no. like a, a decent rep in there because no. that, it's the same way as if you fucked up. Right, it goes Somebody the other way. Somebody saw you. Somebody knows that yeah, yeah. dude. Fucking ah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking, you know, it always. So both ways, yeah. people are always watching your actions, dude. So in those scenarios, then you gotta you gotta comport yourself how you want to be seen, even if you think you're alone. You gotta fucking do everything a hundred percent. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's always eyes watching. Somebody's always watching. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, so and so I come out to yard the first time I'm the I'm on out in the yard for like you know 20 minutes and then the fucking we get rushed. You know what I mean? And I get caught up in this melee. You know, um, get taken to the hole for that. Get written up for that. And um, while I'm in the hole, then I start then I start understanding like what's happening. You know what I mean? So um, I see. So the dude that we got, he obviously, you know, he locked it up or whatever. You know what I mean? And he told. I don't know. I don't, to this day, I don't really know like which who told on me. I you know. Um, I'll say that, so they put me in this in in L wing in Tracy, which is one of the ad seg wings there, right? And so one half of Tracy, one half of L wing overlooks the the GP, the active um, group yard, the ad seg group yard, and the other half overlooks the DO yard. You know what I mean? The dropout. The, the dropout yard. You know what I mean? Um, What's the dropout yard? It's it's the it's the ad seg yard for you know people who are debriefing or people who walking away, walking away. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Um, and so they put me on this side, and I seen dude that I did it with come out to yard right there, and I was like, oh, and I wanted to talk to him. My celly was like, nah, don't be fucking. Yeah, you can't be hollering. Talking, you don't be hollering at him and shit. You know what I mean? But I was like, kind of. So I was just like, I was. Well, seeing, yeah, you wanted to almost be like, what the fuck? What's yeah, up? yeah, yeah. And I didn't know. So I know that he had <sighs> done another term, and you know what I mean? Maybe something happened on that. Term, you know, I don't know what it was. You know what I mean? I, you know, so um. Anyways, you know, I think he actually, you know, I don't know what he said, but I, in a way, I think whatever he did say, it might have helped me a little bit. You know what I mean? So anyway, I get a confidential informant thing under my door, you know, while I'm in ASEC waiting to go to committee for the riot, for the riot thing, for a battery on an inmate um, with a weapon, you know, and um, 
you know, I go talk to the sergeant. So that ended up, so I ended up getting a deer referral for that. They gave me a deer referral for the riot, and you know what I mean. So I got these two deer referrals that I'm that I'm waiting on. Well, they ended up getting dismissed. I mean, so the the thing, the battery it ended up getting dropped down to just a reg, a, a petty a battery battery on an inmate with the weapon. You know what I mean? And I kind of like have a feeling that maybe when the dude that when he checked in, maybe he kind of ate that case. You know what I mean? Um, for me, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and the same at the same time, you know what I mean? The thing that we did it with was that it was pitiful. It was a pitiful little fucking thing that we fucking that we used. You know what I mean? It was like it wasn't. Right, it wasn't. Right. Anything it wasn't no serious. like no. You know what I mean? And right. like that type of shit was. So that was another thing when I was in Tracy at that time in Tracy. Shit like that was happening like all the time. You know what I mean? All day long. Dude, and just slicing up with razor blades and, and people like you know they, like dudes could get stabbed like seven times within these little things and get up and walk away. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just yeah, get up and yeah, walking yeah, off yeah, the yard. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And going, I'm okay. I'm. It's, yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? So it was like it was kind of like one of these incidents, you know? And um. Uh, and uh so like but if, it, I show, if i stab you with a little pencil like that like this big but it looks good on paperwork though you know what i mean right if i hit you with this little thing uh, like a couple times and fucking side in your back of your neck yeah. like you could probably just go home put yeah. bandages on it and you're gonna be okay um, but on the report yeah, it's yeah. got a dude's oh, fucking Oh, yeah, outline. yeah. They got the whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you're like, this dude got a pegada. That's a legitimate fucking stabbing right there. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, so luckily, you know, this case, this case didn't, so neither one of those cases, the deer referral, so, and like, you know, this was San Joaquin County, you know what I mean? So they were just getting flooded with these fucking deer referrals. Right, sure. that's the Central they, Valley, bro. They weren't picking any yeah, of this shit Yeah, they weed you know out me? the uh, small ones. Yeah, you know what I mean? And um, dudes were getting away with all kinds of shit in there anyways. Um, what year is this? This is 2005. Yeah, in the summer of 2005. Because I was in, you know, when I was busted in the the early 90s, and, you know, I caught a shoe term, and and it was for some shit that cracked up on the yard, and they had inmates testifying, but they didn't have weapons, you know, but they had inmates testifying, this whole thing. And, dude, we're, I was in Kings County for this, because I guess that's what Corcoran's part of Kings County um, and so they were, there were stabbings going on, bro. They were picking up everything. Wow. They were striking fools out of, at the shoe. You're getting struck out in your shoe program. Wow. You catch your third strike. And I just remember, dude, they didn't pick up our case. Um, but it was at a time where they were really picking up cases. Wow. And then I heard like fast forward into the early two thousands, they were picking up a bunch of cases as well. Wow. And, um, yeah, so I was in I was in AdSec there, and then so I so I ended up losing my good time. I was doing sixteen with half. They took the other eight months for me for the participation. Right, gave me a year shoe for that. Gave me a a, a four month shoe for a battery on an inmate. And then while I was in there with that, you know what I mean? This is kind of like a funny story. This is like some of the some of the good times, you know what I mean? And there, I had a neighbor. So Tracy's like a real old prison too, right? You know what I mean? And so you could pop your doors in there. You could put a toothpaste cap inside your little, inside your lock, you know what I mean? You can sneak mm-hmm. a toothpaste cap in there. And so when the cops shut it and they check it, it seems like it's locked. But if you push it hard enough, you could pop your door open and get yeah. out your door. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, uh, so this dude <laughs> that was next to me was like doing that, you know what I mean? And so he was trying to break it. So he was there, I mean, they were both him and so this is the dude I was at the song you know what I mean the song that I'm telling you about this oh, is my yeah. neighbor you know yeah. what I mean yeah Phil and, uh, Collins yeah yeah Phil, yeah Phil Collins you know and um He's my neighbor, and so they were passing me and my na- me and my cellie. They saw his kite and said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna come out our cell tonight, and we're gonna fucking go in the control room and open up all these doors, and we're gonna <laughs> yeah. rush and we're gonna rush these fools." You yeah. know what I mean? And I was like, I was like, "Fuck," you know what I mean? And sure enough, <laughs> the dude, like, you know what I mean? At like around ten o'clock at night or something, I hear plop. Bop, and he, bop, and he comes up to my window with a little fucking mask wrapped around his face and shit. <laughs> and he's like, 
he's like, what's up? <laughs> you guys ready to do this? You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And he like went skirting off, you know what I mean? Scuttling off and fucking <laughs> with his little fucking blanket, fucking like Zorro mask tied around his fucking And uh, so I get, he couldn't get it. So he couldn't get into the fucking, um, he couldn't get into the control or whatever, but he did get into one of the cops' bags. One of the cops left their bags out. Uh-oh. And he got like a can of raviolis, <laughs> uh, uh, a pack of Marlboro Red cigarettes, yeah. and uh, and like a whole box of fucking shaving razors. You know what I mean? The kind oh, of shaving razors. Yeah. And so he brought that back. And so he shot me and my Sally over like half of these fucking box of razors and was like, hey, break these down. You know what I mean? So we we're in there breaking down fucking shaving razors all night. You know what I mean? And wrapping them up. You know what Hell mean? yeah. A little, little stock. Them, you know what I yeah. mean? And, um, and some weapons yeah but. yeah so we had so we were doing that and like yeah next day we come out to the yard we had little cuts and shit all over our fucking fingers and shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. after to do fucking push-ups and the fucking rain water you know what i mean oh, all this you know yeah. and i'm um, so um we're so we were over there we had those you know what I mean? and they were like you know continuing to like pop the doors at night you know what i mean trying to figure out a way to get the other doors open you know what i mean like doing little shit you know what I mean we're going out to adseg and you know little drama was happening well, like one day we had to come out to yard. They came like they came out to yard early, and we had all this shit out. You know what I mean? And we were like doing something with it, and so we had to put it away real quick. We're like, oh shit! Like they're like right at our door right now, and we just kind of played it off and like stuck it in the corner of our mattress real quick. And we had to go out to yard, you know. And um, they came and hit our cell when we were out at yard, uh, and they found all this stock. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. It was like they found like I don't know like like 250 fucking little razor blades or something like that all bundled up you know what i mean and they had all <sighs> pictures pictures out you know what i mean yeah you know and so mm-hmm. and then my celly he was kind of an old timer too and like, and you like know, manufacturing on your ass yeah huh? yeah yeah and, and you know and this is not like uh this is not really really like an honorable case either you know what i mean like this is kind of like seen as a kind of a fuck up you know what i mean and, right um, you ain't supposed to get caught. and my and my cellmate he's kind of an old timer been around a long time you know what i mean and so it's Anyway, I ended up eating, he's just doing a violation. So I ended up eating that case. You know, I ended up going to the ICC and saying my cell didn't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? It was all me. I got another DA referral. They put more, they put, they try to put more time on me. So, okay. So then I actually get more, I ended up getting more charges brought up from my county. They found another, another vehicle with my prince in it. So I ended up actually having to go back out to court. They sent me to another two, another two with half. And so I came back and caught this fucking weapons case, you know what I mean? And they took all my good time. So I lost all my good time for both my cases, you know what I mean? I lost the, the good time on my 16 months with half and I lost the good time on my two years with half, you know what I mean? From the time that that case started or whatever. Mm-hmm. And got my points jacked up to a level four, you know what I mean? Caught a shoe term, you know what I mean? All that. Um, I ended up doing, so they gave me a 10 month shoe for that. On t- from the time that that happened. See, when people are asking like how you end up on level four yards and you haven't killed nobody, you just get into trouble, bro. And, you keep on getting into trouble. Yeah, you'll man. end up there. Yeah, man. And um, <laughs> and yeah. And so like you know, like that time, yeah, you know, like prison was kind of like a big joke to me by that at that point. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, this is what happens when someone needs to get fucking dealt with. You know what I mean? They just get like, a little fucking poking right. or a little <laughs> sliced up, and they just kind of walk themselves off. They go get st- and like what? Are, this is like my prison experience at this point. There's a lot of right. drama and a lot of shit happening, but right. it's all pretty insignificant for right. the most part. You know what I mean? Right. Like nobody's really getting hurt. I'm like, this shit's easy you know what i mean right 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 and um so i ended up staying there and tracy and the and adseg there and um and well they ended up moving us over to k-wing i was in k-wing there for like uh 10 months and then they sent me to tehachapi and i was in tehachapi and the shoe there in tehachapi for like another five months 
And it was like to have, like going from Tracy to Tehachapi was like going from fucking the Motel Six to the fucking Marriott, bro. It mm-hmm. was like Tracy was just a, a filthy, disgusting fucking prison. You know what I mean? Rats getting into your commissary. The water was fucking brown. It was just, it was a filthy, filthy place to be. You know what I mean? And Tehachapi was just like you had a big ass window in your cell. You know what I mean? Like it was all clean and sanitary. The hot water got really hot, and the cold water got really cold. And the it was hill. like, yeah, it was like it was nice. You know what I mean? It and, was uh, like a fucking mint. People on your had. Pillow. People have fucking TVs, yeah, TVs, headphones, all this shit, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was cool. And there was a group yard in there and there was only like two or three, there was only like three or four like white dudes on the group yard and it was just kind of chill. We came out, did push-ups, worked out, you know what I mean? And it was, uh, it was mellow, you know? And then, uh, and then I got kicked out to the level four, to the main line at Tehachapi for a minute. And I started like realizing like, it was like, that's when I realized like I was in prison, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was around dudes, you know what I mean? And like seeing people's paperwork, that was like kind of a wake up call too because you always get the paperwork check, you know what I mean? <clears throat> your 128G or whatever and it has your controlling case and all your different write-ups and like, you know what I mean? Right. It's, your, it's like your, your, it's your driver's license kind of, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing there too is people that, like, you know, they ask you for that but they'll show you theirs too sometimes, right. you know what I mean? Like right. here's my, and so like I'm like, you know, my shit says, you know, um, Stolen car. Stolen auto theft, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to ride it for battery on an inmate, you know, participation in a ride. Like, okay, like, you know, he's not a punk. But Still, I, I was seeing other people's, and it was like double homicide, robbery, you know what I mean? Murder, three strike, everybody there. Everybody was doing life, you know what I mean? Like, nobody mm-hmm. nobody was getting out. Nobody was going home, you know right. what I mean? You were in the big leagues. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of realized where I was at, you know, at that moment. And, um, and yeah, you know, just um Did you have a realization like at that moment? Did it hit you and you go, How the fuck? It wasn't the moment, but it was a moment for sure. Do you, know you have I mean? a um, moment where you go, wait a minute? Um, maybe. You know, I don't know. I don't know if there was like an actual it was a process. I think it was like there was like a series of moments, you know what I mean, that led to um yeah, it led to me like, you know, I mean, taking you know, doing something different eventually, you know. Um yeah, so they they put me up for transfer to Kern Valley and uh, and New Folsom, and I ended up getting sent to New Folsom, you know, and I I, I stayed in New Folsom for like another fourteen months, on um on B Yard there, and I saw some things on B Yard that was just yeah, that place um, was rock and rolling back then. Yeah, bro, it was uh yeah, it was not a, it was not a fun place to be, man. It wasn't like going out to yard and joking around and laughing like it was like <laughs> it was like serious, you know what I mean? It was just like um everybody was just scoping each other out, you know what I mean? And it was just yeah, it was it wasn't a let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. <clears throat> When you go out in a yard like that for the first time, right? Like, what is what are some of the sights and sounds and feelings that you have that start to like clue you in? Like, ah, oh, this ain't this isn't no fun time. Um, yeah, you know, um, I you know I guess I got you know inside myself I was I took myself down a couple notches you know what I mean because yeah I'd been in K-Wing you know what I mean and been participating in all kinds of shit and like was in the loop you know what I mean people were telling me when shit was going to happen and what mm-hmm. was going on and I was like I was up in the mix you know what I mean and it was like and so I, I was like really felt like I was a part of when I got there you know what I mean it was like much more like you know like oh how much time you got left oh you know for you going home next year or something you know what I mean like all right you know what I mean and it was just like here's your fucking clothing and you know what I mean a soup or whatever and it's like kind of whatever you know what I mean um no you're too short to even fuck with you yeah yeah no yeah, yeah you know what I mean like I don't like you know what I mean I'm like coming out like thinking like all right yeah I know what time it is you know what I mean and um and uh, you know trying to like you know put myself and like not like hey people are like ah nah you know what I mean don't be don't don't you know what I mean just just do your time you know what I mean yeah, like, just, just, go. just go home you know what yeah. I mean and uh, and it was kind of and I guess it was kind of at that moment you know what I mean like when I realized that like I was no longer like you know 
up like what it, it was a different experience from like the early part of the time when I wasn't really up in the mix. You know I mean when something happened, I didn't know it was going to happen until ten minutes before. You know what I mean? Like you know, like hey, stay away from that dude. You know what I mean? Like it was like oh okay, you know what I mean? And then and the shit that was happening was just like much more brutal, bro. You know what I mean? And just yeah. um. See, yeah, you know, um, you know, what's interesting in Clint's story so far, uh, one of the reoccurring themes that's that's hit me is that he has these moments where he's in a culture mm -hmm. and then he's got the moments where he realizes, maybe I wasn't ever fully in like there's another level to this and I'm not mm -hmm. in that one. You know, like it's a neighborhoods to a certain extent, then it's the next guys in the small town and then it's the, the prisons and everything. And it's so. Um, one of the things that comes seems to like come through is that on some some level, Clint, you're on your own. Really. Yeah. At the end of the day, you've always been on your own, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I, I wanna say this and I wanna say this because it's really it's interesting that you really made a clear point in that <clears throat> you were on some of these lower level yards and yeah, it's state prison. Yeah, it's state prison, right? And you get to feeling yourself like, oh, because you're all worried about from the county to finally going to prison, finally right. get to prison, and you, and if you end up on a, like a a two yard or something like that, or even a one yard, you start to like figure it out. No cells, is that? You start to feel like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> right? right? Steve's like bopping his head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you start yeah. trying to feel yourself that you, you know, I did this in the county, I was doing that, like what he's saying. Yeah. And I remember when I, when I, I started getting put up on game in this shoe. Right. From a couple homies that were telling me, you know, how it was, and they'd come from four yards and oh. shit. And I remember here, and I remember when I got when I got to that four yard, and I arrived on the yard in the afternoon time. And there, on four yards, there is no night yard. Your program oh, yeah, yeah. ends around two. That's it. You get morning data. There is no night yard on a three and everything lower. There's night yard. You get to go out at night, walk the track. Four yard, there is no such thing as night yard. You're not allowed to come mm -hmm. at night. Mm. So I remember rolling up onto the yard at like four p.m. And seeing like a tumbleweed. There was no weights. There's like a dip bar, a pull up bar, a water. There's nothing, bro. And it was, and I remember rolling up in there. I was like, it was dead fucking silent. And you walk up into the fucking building and it was silent. Yeah. And it was like, These, this is how motherfuckers are living for the rest of their lives up here. Damn. And I just remember yeah. like understanding like these dudes are committed in to this. In a whole deeper level than what I signed up for, yeah. and and they would tell you shit like, like don't even go there. Like these dudes have seen short time guys either get hauled out of their dead or catch more time. And had older homies around me that was just like, you know, just don't even fuck with these dudes. Yeah, don't even don't even enter those conversations. Right, going home. There were older cats that came up to me that met me, and they're like, "Hey, mucho gusto," and met, and it's like, um. Take care of yourself. And they were like saying goodbye to me as they met me. Right? And I kind of didn't understand. And every now and then I walk by and they act like they didn't see me. Yeah. We not even know. And I was, remember saying one of my one of my road dogs. I'm like, is that dude mad or whatever? And he goes, nah, dude. Like some of these dudes that are doing a lot of time, they're not even going to start becoming friends with you. Right. Because mm -hmm. it makes it too difficult for them. 
because then they gotta then you gotta say goodbye yeah. or they gotta watch you pack up and leave you know and they don't want to see that shit they don't want to hear about your five years of, they don't want to yeah, hear yeah. that shit dude don't even and i remember dudes tell me don't even say how much time you're doing right don't even say that shit dude because me telling them i gotta be here two three years of a they don't want to hear that shit. So Dude, it's I interesting have... how he says that you start to feel you and you think, oh, yeah, it wasn't as bad. And then you get to, and like you said, man, the, the things that are going on I, on those yards, bro, is uh, like, there's no longer like you're going out there with a little fucking busted shit. No, yeah. yeah like, motherfucker, um... you're trying to kill. You're trying to kill people, bro. Yeah. Mm, you know? And, um, and yeah, too, that's another thing. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, you know, at first I was like trying to, yeah, you know, I put, I did this thing in the fucking R and R, you know what I mean? Like I already, oh, yeah, yeah, I made my fucking bones and shit. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in the fucking really getting crossed up saying like, I did no, all this bro, like these dudes got like multiple bodies on theirs and shit, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and not impressed, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. And, uh, right. yeah, you know, I ended up getting a cool celly right there, you know, and, uh, some of that dude that could sling ink and that had done a little bit of time, you know what I mean? It, that was another thing. My celly that I had, you know what I mean? He was like, uh, he was, he was a real funny kind of cat, you know what I mean? And he was another moment, too, I think, you know what I mean? Uh, something that I reflect back on, too. He was from San Diego. And, um, you know, actually, you know, he was, uh, well, I don't know. He, he was affiliated. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to say, like, what it was, you know what I mean, that he was, sure. that he was with, you know what I'm saying? But he was, a real, he was a real humorist, like, you know what I mean, a real funny guy. And he was in, the, he, I think he was in there for, he had robbed some, like, nationalized televised fucking you know what i mean sporting event you know what i mean like don't just pull out some like crazy shit that you hear about in the movies and like and he would just tell me these stories about this shit that he was pulling off when he was out there and like and i'm like man these dudes aren't even drug addicts you know what i mean these dudes are just doing it like i was just doing shit for like you know what i mean doubt you know get some fucking get a little something turn it into a couple hundred bucks or maybe even a little bit more a couple rat you know what i mean you know, Some of it, it wasn't even about what they were going to get, just the excitement of doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I wasn't pulling no shit like this off out right. there. This is like way out of my fault. I couldn't even begin to like sit down and plan something Thinking like something this out, like you know what I mean? Right. And he would just be telling me these stories, man. I'd be like, fuck, you know? And um, <laughs> Hey, Clint, and, let me tell you something, man. Remember Super Bowl 32? <laughs> all right, man. They keep all in. the money downstairs. Man, man listen, they got laser and heat, and I fucking went in. I fucking in. Uh, yeah? Well, uh, so what did you do, Clint? Well... I was in a small town called Bellevue, and uh, I fucking, you know, Volvo, I took a fucking screwdriver, and I just jammed it. Right would, you admit, would you agree that, but would you agree that doing time on those yards with those types of convicts is like, there's something to that as well? What do you mean? Like something? I, got, I, I spent most of my time on four yards, is, is primarily was that, and, and after I got there and was really living on those yards there's mo there's way more respect there's no, yeah. no grab ass there's no, no yeah, like no. You, you know that the motherfucker you're rolling with ain't a molester yeah or they, they're like so for me i'm rolling on those yards kind of like i got to learn how to do time from convicts and right. i got to learn right, like, right i take a lot of stuff that i that i live by now i learned from a four-year-old right right about oh, yeah, respect for sure, and about yeah. how you carry yourself and just and the about, program and everything you know yeah, what absolutely. mean and you know my appearance like you know what i mean and yeah. just you know um yeah the way he carries everything, you everything. Know, for sure um and yeah you know in my cell he was just all into like working out that's what we did you know what I, mean? I just busted down in the cell with him every day we go out to the yard we hit pull-ups together you know what i mean yeah walk try and just try to you know what i mean keep out of it we didn't gamble you know what i'm saying like don't fucking get caught up in these fucking you know what i mean right. these poker games pinochle you somebody you know what i mean like we can right. fucking shoot this shit in the cell dog but don't be fucking betting and fucking you know what i mean and right. gambling and and all this shit you know what i mean and yeah you know kind of showed me how to fucking do time in that in that type of facility you know what i mean yeah. and um and yeah you know that's how i 
so yeah, you know, I, I made it through the rest of my time there, mostly incident free, you know what I mean? Um, and, um, it, I just watched a lot, you know what I mean? I saw a lot and I just watched a lot and you know what I mean? And I kind of sat, and you know, as I was getting ready to leave there, shit was starting to get a little, it was starting to get kind of sketchy in there. You know what I mean? Um, as I was pulling, because there was shit going on with other races, we owed, you know, somebody owed money, you know what I mean? And then the dude that owed the money fucking locked it up and these dudes still want to get paid. And like yeah, all this uh, shit was going on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and yeah. then there was a bunch of dudes that they were turning uh, one of the yards up in high desert. They were turning it into an S and Y yard. So all these dudes were getting sent to this other yard and that, pre- and they uh, were getting sent down there. So all these like more high power dudes were coming and the yard was just like the whole dynamics of the yard was just like, and you could just kind of feel it. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting more it's and getting, more tension. It's getting ugly. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just oh, like, it my, makes my stomach hurt. Oh dude, man, about all that. like, <laughs> yeah. There was like one. There was like, you know, like a couple weeks before I was getting ready to parole. Like, dude, kind of. Well, I was like, me and my celly were doing pull ups, and this dude's like, hey, man, you know what I mean? Keep alert right now. Stay heads up, you know. And we seen the, you know, the two different races. They were having a conversation with each other. Like, you know what I mean? If something goes down, like we right, need to we run over go. there and. And I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? I'm gearing myself up for this. I'm, bro, I'm, like, praying this time, it's not going through. Oh, bro, I'm like, you know, like 40 days at the house, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's time. when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, when that shit happens, dude. Yeah, You're like man. two weeks from the past. Yeah, man. Praying uh, that nothing's... And then all of a sudden, you get the news. Oh, yeah. We're about to get off with the homies tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, and you're like... Dude, I'm almost good. Like, all right, God, that's right, God. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right. Uh, luckily, luckily, the whole thing makes me upset to think about. It. I start yeah. getting sick. Come on, dog. you hey. made me real sick with all this. You're really good at Trigger. drawing the Trigger. Trigger. moment, bro. Because it's chilling, yeah. and it's uh, so uh, funny uh, what you say. Like you'd be uh, like, the guy's horrible. like, "Are you down?" You're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm done with it." Then like inside, you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm almost home." Yeah, yeah. I know. You know what I want to say too, bro? Uh, is that so and I try weird. and explain this to people. There's something from the mo- from me from the moment I'm getting to the county, I'm posturing a certain way, yeah, and that doesn't leave me all the time, to- all the ways until I'm driving and I can see the prison and I'm paroling. Yeah. Right, you feel like a tension. For me, it's 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 in my top of my shoulders on my neck. There's a tension that's always on when you're in prison. And you stay like that. You never relax. You never let your emotions out. And then after I was leaving, and I and they're like, "Don't look back! Don't look back!" And I look back at that prison, and it was like I felt like the tension. The tension comes out of you because you've been ready to go nah. at any point yeah. for the last three, four years. No nah, man. Hey, hey, hey Sean, you, you you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you know I I don't. Yeah, I do get what you're saying. You know, and but like honestly, I feel like. Um, I, I would notice it even more when I get around like people, like normal people that ain't been there. You know what I mean? And that's when I really notice like getting around, like, you know, when I just going to work or something and being, and you know what I mean? Or, or like, or just my mom or anybody. And I'm just like, I'm just, you know, t- and people would point out at me like, man, you like, don't look very comfortable right yeah, now. Right, you know what I right, mean? Right, I'm right, just stressed. Right. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> just fucking, you're like, hey, yeah. you don't know yeah. shit's about yeah. to go down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sean, how many times when uh, we have somebody who's gone through an experience like Clint, the splint, how many times does Steve say, hey, and then when I look over my shoulder and I see the prison going away, it's like, whew. Can finally relax. I think I've heard that a couple yeah. times. That every time, bro, every time you remind us that, like, when you go in there, there's a certain level of like coiled fucking energy that's got to be there, right? And you can't let that go until you can look over your shoulder and see the institution disappearing. I remember I had I had gotten cracked on a case, and I and they let me. I I wasn't on a parole hold yet, and I fucking. 
they, I hadn't gotten to the joint yet. Yeah. And I got busted and I get bailed out after about a month and they say, all right, you know what? We're going to let you take care of your personal affairs oh. for the next 60 days. And then wow. you got to come turn yourself in. Right. And I needed to go do four years. God damn. And I remember dog, like, you know, that's a whole trip in itself. Right. Having to mm. walk yourself from freedom. In. Usually it's like, catch me motherfucker. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I went to the court, the Supreme Court, Santa Monica, I didn't turn myself in, and like the bailiffs and the judge and everybody can see me, like hugging my wife, <sighs> holding my kid, kissing my kid, and I got to go in, right? And when I go in, I remember as soon as I go in, when the the the, the when he takes me to Santa Monica Superior Court building, when I finally get cuffed up and I'm walking in, and he puts me in this holding cell, and I remember the fucking guard, the fucking whatever the jailer he tells me he goes hey bro well you better cry now because this is the only time you're gonna be alone for a long time from now and i remember being in this little holding cell for like 45 minutes until they're ready to start taking everybody downtown and like in that 45 minutes he's like you better cry get your cry on now why nobody's around because you're not gonna be alone for and i remember dog that was the last time i was alone for the next fucking four years you know mm. it's just crazy man like, man that's wild because on even that like i think about the guy whose job it is is to be the jailer to talk to the dudes or lock them up make them take them to the but whatever that is and his thing how many times do you think that motherfucker said that to somebody yeah, that yeah, went into that yeah, that room yeah i wasn't crying for his ass I know, but I'm just thinking, like, what kind of a dude is uh, taking, yeah, you know what man. I mean? Like, just what does he do? Go home and eat a fucking Hungry Man dinner? Man, you did fucking, I'm listening to this guy, like, you didn't get sentenced to, like, a crazy, but but you did fucking, you spent a lot of time in. Yeah, yeah he had in the juvenile shit and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was all, like, grafted onto each other. Dude, it just kept like, growing. Hey, you've seen as much shit as a lot of people seen. Yeah, know? right. I mean, he started um, out in YA and winded up on a four-level yard. You don't have to do a lot of time to see a shit. You nah, just got to yeah. land in the right places. Yeah. Damn. So go on, partner. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, so... um. Yeah, so so I so anyway I get I ended up getting out of there, man. So luckily, you know, nothing fucking nothing horrible happened, you know. Um, right then, a couple of dudes got hit that came from this other yard, that came from this other prison and shit. You know what I mean? I saw a couple of those things, you know, which was I was growing accustomed to seeing that type of thing. You know what right, I mean? Um, right. And anyway, so I ended up getting out. You know I mean, I ended up paroling from there, you know, um, in two thousand eight, and uh, and um, so that was um, yeah, you know, so. Uh, I kind of speed up here, but I ended, I ended up going back on a couple more, a couple of like little violations. Well, I actually ended up catching kind of, I actually ended up catching the case, but it was like way over prosecuted and way trumped up as many times that it was, you know what I mean? It was in, in my cases, but, um, but you know, so part of me was, you know what I mean? Like I had had conversations with some of these older dudes, like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey bro, like you're getting a second chance. Like don't come, you know what I mean? Like this ain't you, you know what I mean? Like right, just fucking right, right. just go out there and do your thing. And so I had these seeds planted, you know what I mean? And then when I got out, you know, I ended up kind of hooking up with, well, I was working and shit. You mean like my dad was a carpenter. So I went and started working. I got a carpenter job, you know what I mean? Doing construction with my dad. I was kind of like starting to learn to trade and kind of started to get together, but I was like, started getting high again. And I was like, you know, chipping away with, you know what I mean? A little bit of dope here and there and working and not kind of fucking my paycheck off and not really saving up. You know what I mean? Kind of just doing shit like that. And, um, but, uh, I ended up hooking up with this other crew that were doing some, like, you know, some more higher stakes type shit. You know what I mean? And, um, and I did a couple things like that, you know, and I think part of it saved me. I mean, I being, being, having been on that yard, I kind of like one of the rare cases where I was able to kind of get out when I was ahead, you know what I mean? And, um, 
I kind of think like, man, like this is what I'm doing with my second chance. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is what I'm, this is what I, so I had these seeds planted, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, that I need to start doing something different, you know? Um, and yeah, these do, and you know, luckily, you know what I mean? I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I ended up going like too off the hook, you know what I mean? But like a couple of these dudes that I was kicking in with were just, you know, going up with, you know what I mean? Waving, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I went on, I went on a couple, you know what I mean? Kind of ride alongs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some of these things, and I remember like after doing those, you know what I mean? And even like getting away and just being like, what the fuck? Like, why did I just do that? You know what I mean? Like I didn't even, I didn't have to do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like why part of me was kind of felt like I was graduating though too. Like, all right, now I'm doing some fucking like some real shit. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And, um, but the other part of me was like, why? You know what I mean? Like why? Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, and, right. um, but anyways, I ended up going back to jail on some fucking like super random shit, man. It was like a fucking road rage incident, right? I was with this chick that I was kicking it with and she ended up cutting this dude off at a stop sign and he chased us down and followed us into this fucking parking lot and got out and was, you know, getting all aggressive, wanting to fight us. And he came and my homeboy was with me and we both got out and we were just telling him to get back in the car. And he was like, nah, fuck that. And he, he came rushing up on me and I hit this dude in the head and he stumbled back a little bit and he looked at my homeboy and he said, oh, what, you guys, you know, trying to jump me? And he pulled out a fucking blade and he came lunging at me with this knife and like my homeboy probably saved my life, you know what I mean? Because he was coming to take my head off of this thing. And my homeboy stepped in and cracked this dude in the mouth like mid-stride. And just broke all his teeth out. Knocked the, the dude, knocked the mm-hmm. dude on his ass. Kicked the knife out in the middle of the street. Kicked the knife out of his hand. You know what I mean? And my homeboy started yelling. I'm like, "You stupid fuck! Like, look what happened now!" You know what I mean? And a dude got up and like spit out like a mouthful of teeth. Oh shit! This is all over the ground, and he's going, "Oh motherfucker!" You know. So this thing gets reported as like some crazy thing. So then we oh. jump back in the car with oh, no. these chicks, right? And we start. Tra- and this dude like jumped behind the car and started trying to rip our license plate off the car. And you know what I mean? And she was scared. Like, she didn't know, like, what to do. So I, like, reached over and, like, put the car in gear and grabbed the wheel and, like, just pulled out of there, you know? I, right. And I stepped on the gas and, like, get the fuck out of here. You mean, let's go. And and so that gets, so, like, the witnesses and how it got reported, it got reported that this, like, super crazy fucking thing just went down in this parking lot. So I got arrested. Oh. This dude ended up pointing out. Uh, you try out. to run the guy over and all that Oh, shit. yeah. And the chicks, they didn't know if we even knew the chicks. So it got reported. As, so I ended up getting arrested, um, getting picked up. The dude pointed me out in the lineup. And we get getting charged with... Um, Kidnapping, strong arm robbery, uh, assault, uh, battery with great bodily injury, and mayhem. Uh, no mayhem. No, no mayhem. No, oh. no, no, no mayhem. <laughs> I don't think it was the mayhem. No, um, two, yeah, we got this dude's medical report though, man, in our in our discovery, and it was like a domino effect. So one tooth went into the other. So we had to get all his teeth pulled out on like one side of his face. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Wow. And um, yeah, man, and uh, so it got reported, yeah, as a, as a carjacking, a kidnapping, and a strong arm robbery, and a battery, a great bodily, great bodily oh, injury, super right? predator. So this is I'd only been out like five months too, you know what I oh, mean? Man. And, um, and so I'm like fucking, they're like threatening us with all this time. So what? what luckily. They end up pulling those chicks over. They had the license plate. They end up pulling them over and be like, "Hey!" Or they—that was the first thing they asked when I got arrested. Like, "Where's the car? Where's the car at that you that you took?" You know what I mean? All this shit. And I was like, "I didn't know. I really, I literally didn't know what they were talking about." You know? Um, but they ended up pulling these chicks over and they were going, "Oh no, they didn't do that." You know what I mean? Like, those were our friends. You know what I mean? And they told you know what I mean? They told them what happened. You know what I mean? And gave them their side of the story. And I think it was those girls. Uh, their their report that actually kind of saved us a little bit because they told about how he pulled out the blade and rushed us and he was the aggressor and all this shit. I mean, so their testimony, their their what they said, they didn't come testify in court, but that actually ended up helping us a little bit. You know, what I mean, we we're going to court, um, and so um, and yet we in it turned into this crazy. So the dude that we the victim or whatever he was uh he was visiting his uncle in that town. He wasn't from that town, and his uncle was a correctional officer at Mill Creek State Prison. Oh my. <laughs> Like all this shit, you know what I mean? And he came and testified against us. Well, and then the, our defense attorneys was reading this part in the police report and like saying what happened. And the judge was like, well, it sounds like the victim might have committed the felony here himself, you know what I mean? And all this shit. And so yeah. we ended up both just taking a county year on that, you know what I mean? Um, I took a, we both took a county year and uh, got put on probation. 
and got out from that. And I did a couple more violin. At that point, you know what I mean? I was like, that was like, that was like one of my major moments, you know what I mean? Where I was like, fuck, man. I was like almost looking back to God. I, mean, I already know my points are still up there, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to, you know what I mean? And it's just, um, it's not time to gamble. Nah, you know what I mean? And so at that point, you know what I mean? I was like really like thinking, like, I need to fucking like do something different, you know what I mean? And like really started like kind of like trying to make a plan, you know what I mean? To, to do something, but I was still kind of using and getting high. And like, I did like a couple like little violations and like we get COP, you know what I mean? For fucking abscounding or just like little COP continue on parole. It's just like, it's just like a turn. Like I love when they make up new fucking crimes, absconding mayhem. And so, um, yeah. So, um, fast forward a little bit, you know, I ended up doing that. I ended up turning myself into, I had been absconding for a minute. You know, I was, um, down in Santa Cruz with this chick, my girlfriend, and like we were just getting all strung out and doing little stupid shit. Hey, you did you ever see a guy named Kevin or Special K down in Santa Cruz? No, nah, it sounds familiar though, but no. Okay, yeah, that's our intern. He went to UC Santa Cruz. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> just checking. But yeah, you know what I mean? And it was like a really kind of frustrating time because I was like kind of in this situation where like I needed money, you know what I mean? And the only way to get money was to go out and do something, you know what I mean? Right. That, and I didn't, I wasn't really like willing to do that. You know what I mean? I wasn't really willing to like, you know, I, I didn't want to do that. And then the other option was just like fucking being a fucking bum, you know what I mean? And just, you know, not having shit, you know, that's and the other cool. option was just, you know, fucking turn myself in and fucking get this shit over with and just, and you know what I mean? And like really try to start doing something different, you know? So I did that. I did like a little four month violation got out and uh i started working in the vineyards again you know what i mean my fucking my nemesis my you know what i mean i ended up going back to the vineyards that i used to work in when i was a kid and i went out there and i tracked that dude down i was like hey man you know there was nothing else going on you know what i mean this is like yeah i think it was like 2010 like the recession was still in all, all the contractors in the area didn't really want to fuck with me because i kind of had made a bad name for myself you know what I mean? sure. showing up for a week get a paycheck and not coming back you know what i mean and um i didn't have anything else man so i was like hey man can give me a job, you know what I mean? I'll fucking do whatever, you know? Full circle. And um, yeah, man, full circles. I started working out in the vineyards again. This time for like nine bucks an hour, you know what I mean? Stay, staying in my mom's garage. She wasn't charging me rent at that time, you know? Wait a second, man. So Wait a second. So when you find yourself back where you started, right? essentially, right? Yeah. What was the emotional feeling for you to be like, did you go back out on the fucking prune and you're like, man... Yeah, first, well, at first, so the dude didn't want to give me a job at first. He was like, nah, man, you ain't going to fucking, you know what I mean? You're not going to fucking work and shit. You don't want to, you don't want to do this. There's, there's something better. Like, go, you know what I mean? You go do fucking get a construction site or go down to this company down here and ask them. And I was like, look, man, I don't got a car. You're like fucking a mile down the road from my fucking mom's house. I could walk here if I have to. Like, I, it's like, I need something, you know what I mean? And uh, so he put me on a weed eating crew at first. He didn't put me out in the fields. out Like, he didn't put me like on picking, like, you know, um, with the fellas, you know what I mean? With the compas out there, you know what right. I mean? And um, he, he put me on this like weed eating crew. And so I just had to like weed eat all these fucking rows so they can like take pictures and make brochures and shit. And they would fly over with the plane and take pictures of all the rows and put them in these like winery like brochures and shit. What kind of fucking tool did they give you for the weed eat? Was it a, a, weed, like, like a, a weed, weed whacker? No, like a, yeah, like a weed eater, like the one with the yeah. motor, you know what I mean? And you had to fucking pull that annoying cord out oh, of the yeah, fucking yeah. thing? I hate that So I did that. Thing. I did that for like a whole summer, right? We just Damn. did all these vineyards, just like acres, hundreds, thousands of acres of fucking vineyards. Just Damn. weed, weed eating fucking rows. You mean up and down the rows? And um, did that for a summer, and then there was a couple other like white guys on that crew that were kind of like fuck ups doing whatever, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, the all the kind of the local town drunks, you know what I mean? Were right. fucking there and whatever, you know what I mean? I was working with them, and um, 
fuck. And uh, so it ended the so we ended up finishing that job. The season was over, you know what I mean. And he was gonna let me go. He was like, "All right, man, you did a good job," you know what I mean. And I was like, "Hey, I still I still need something," you know what I mean. Like, I'm still trying to save up money. And so then he's like, "All right, I'll put you out there with the guys," you know what I mean. But I don't know if you want to do that. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it," you know. And um. So yeah, I worked out. I was just picking grapes, you know what I mean? Picking grapes, pruning, doing the shit that I used to Did do when I was a little kid. Look at you and be like, "Hey man, what the fuck are you oh, doing?" Oh, they out were here? tripping, bro. They're like, "Why aren't you driving the tractor?" You know what I mean? Like, what? Did they give you a nickname? Oh, they, yeah. did, they, did they call you anything? Were they like, "Hey, here comes El Wero"? Yeah, you know, just the typical ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wero and shit like that. You know, we, I remember. Uh, no, <laughs> I, we ended up giving this one dude a nickname though, because he ended up starting a fire. He ended up setting his weed eater down and didn't turn it off, uh, and it started a little fire, and everybody started calling him. Bomba, you know, and uh, Bomba. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call Bomba, 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 Yeah, but they, that was that was kind of a cool time, man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was like the dudes. You know what I mean? Um, it definitely gave me a new perspective, and I was and I was ready to work. You know what I mean? I was like, I was not trying to fucking. You know what I mean? Yeah, go back to no shit, you know. And uh, and what was your mom at, like at that time? Was she cool? She was kind of you... tripping on. She wasn't really sure what I was gonna do. You know what I mean? I think she was kind of like suspicious. She's like, "All right, he seems like he's doing cool, but who knows?" You know what I mean? Right. It was kind of on. It was like you know, she was my mom. You know what I mean? So she was letting me stay there, but I don't think that she had a lot of faith in me at that time. Right. You know she mean? knew what um, kind of shenanigans you could get yeah, into. Yeah. And um, so um. Yeah, I was working out there. I worked out there for like a year and a half or something like that. And I ended up running into uh, Steven Ziffra, who was part of the Underground Scholars thing with with Danny and shit. You know what I mean? He was the other dude that started Dan- Underground Scholars. And I kind of knew him, you know what I mean, through the system. You know what I mean? I never really was like friends with him, but I knew that he had done time and I had heard his name. And we kind of knew of each other, but didn't really know each other, you know. And I ran into him, you know what I mean? And um, and he was in recovery and he was doing all this stuff and and I was talking to him, you know, I was like, man, you know, I've been working out in these fucking vineyards, you know what I mean, for like fucking a year and a half, you know, making like $9 an hour. Like, I need to do something. I need to like find like a real, I was going to like go down, I was going to try to get in the labor's union in Sacramento. I was trying to do something, you know what I mean? I had to get right. out of my mom's place. I was like, right. I needed to like make a next move, you know what I mean? And he's like, man, you should go fucking sign up for community college. I just got into UC Berkeley, you know what I mean? I just got accepted to UC Berkeley. I'm going to be a fucking English major. I'm going to go do a PhD in literature and all this shit, you know what I mean? And I was like, and I was thinking like, I was like, well, how are you going to do that? And he broke it down to me, like the whole financial aid thing. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, you can do this. You know what I mean? You don't got to fuck. He's like, fuck that. Fuck going and fucking working and shit. You know what I mean? He was like, right. get a fucking, you know what I mean? You can get, you know, you can get paid to just sit here and read and do all this shit. Right. And I was like, well, why are you going to do a PhD in uh, literature? You know what I mean? Like, what's that all about? He's like, oh, you know, when I was in the shoe, when I was up in the bay, I would just be reading fucking Shakespeare and like all this fucking old classics literature. And this is the shit that I used to read when I was locked up. And so now I'm going to do a fucking PhD in it and I'm going to be a. I'm going to be an English professor. And I was like, thinking like, fuck, I did that too. You know what I mean? I read a fucking shitload of books when I was locked up too. I was like, Does oh. any one of those stand out to you? What? The books that you read. Is there one that you're like, yeah, I like that one. Um, well, you know, so, you know, this part of the culture, there's like kind of a self-education culture like in the shoe too. You know what I mean? Like every, all the different races read like different, different types of things. You know what I mean? Like the Chicanos, like they're interested in like Aztec history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? This type of stuff. Mayan, you know what I mean? pyramids and you know h race has its own type of thing and so like the whites you know what i mean we're you know it's part of like kind of this white supremacist kind of like yeah onda, you know what i mean and so we were reading like beowulf and like studying like norse mythology and like sure. you know I mean? all this shit and, you know, so i had read, so i had read beowulf you know what i mean i had read beowulf when right i was on. into hatchby somebody shot right me beowulf and uh, and like some shakespeare uh romeo and juliet sure and so um so i went with that and i went to the uh the community college to the fucking uh academic council <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna be a phd <laughs> <in English." laughs> Just like your I boy was, said. I huh? was like, sign me up for the fucking the, the English PhD. 
PhD. Right, you right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for the English PhD. Yeah, sign me up for that one. That's that the one. one I want. That's the one. Hey, and this the counselor was looking at me. He was like, literature, huh? He was like, you're going to do a PhD. Oh, okay. Are you sure about that? You mean like, what makes you think that? And I was just like super honest, like no filter. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I was in prison. I read all these books and I was locked up. And this dude was just like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I declared I declared a literature major there. You know, um, let me guess. Your favorite book is Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> it's uh, a good yeah, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And another one, uh, um, Under the Feet of Jesus, Helena uh, Veramontes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Under the Feet of Jesus. Under the Feet of Jesus. Yeah, I'm currently, believe yeah. it or not, reading yeah. Don Quixote. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you? I'm reading it, yeah, and I gotta awesome, tell you, bro. that shit is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you're getting your literature degree now? Yeah. Yeah. So I started, I started going to community college there that was in, um, in a plaza, well, Folsom, that was at Folsom Lake college. Um, and I did like a, I was, I went to school there for about a year. I moved out of my mom's place. I moved into a room with somebody that was renting a room and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I was still working out in the vineyards, like on the weekends, like part-time for a little bit of extra cash or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I ended up moving back to Santa Cruz. Well, my grandma, you know, my grandma was living down in Santa Cruz. I actually went, I skipped over some shit. I actually ended up, went to high school in Santa Cruz for like a year, um, while I was out before I turned 18, you know, mm-hmm. um, before I went back in, uh, uh, to Placerville and got arrested again. But uh, my grandma, she was doing really bad. I had an aunt down there and a little cousin and they were all doing really bad. My grandma, it was kind of, it's kind of a fucked up story. My grandma was like, ended up homeless in Santa Cruz and shit. You know what I mean? My, she was married to this dude who had a bunch of property, and he had like like 14 acres up in the Santa Cruz mountains, a real nice place. But he had been taking out all kinds of loans on it and like all this shit. And he died, you know, he passed Reverse away. Reverse mortgage. He passed away. You know what I mean? And my grandma ended up losing that place up there, you know, it's fucked up. And, um, and yeah, so she ended up, you know, my mom and she, you know, my grandma was a party or two. You know what I mean? We, I drank, I partied with my grandma. And, like, did you? Know, oh yeah. Nah, what was like, her drink of choice? Like, what did she like? She like, well, she drank a lot of wine. You know what I mean? She was all about the wine. You know, she's <laughs> you're always, like, grandma, you see that wine you're drinking? I probably picked the grapes that made that wine right there, grandma. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I mean, I, yeah, bro. Um, anyways, you know, um, so she ended up losing that place and she was like staying like in an RV down there. She ended up like, she, my mom like offered to like let her come live with us, but she didn't want to come up there. You know I mean, she lived in, in the in Santa Cruz and San mm-hmm. Jose like her whole life. She's like, mm-hmm. this is my home. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking, li-. and everything's just like so expensive down there. You know what I mean? All the houses are like fucking million. There's no, you know what I mean? She didn't have nothing. And so, you know, she was like, you know, she was basically homeless down there. Well, she had gotten in to uh, uh finally she like had been on the wait list for like two years down there and gotten into like a section eight for senior citizens or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh but she was like kind of fucking she was like not taking care of the place you know what I mean she wasn't clean like the people her social worker were coming and checking on her and she was just she wasn't you know what i mean she was having a hard time you know what i mean so i decided i was gonna move i was like all right well i'm gonna move back to santa cruz get out of like my old town you know what i mean like it's kind of a change of scenery scene, change of scenery go help my grandma out you know what i mean and um that's what i did you know and i moved i went down to santa cruz and i, I rolled to the community college down there and was living down there and um yeah you know you know coming coming by after school you know what i mean after i get out of class and checking on my grandma making dinner you know what i mean having dinner with her you mean listen to like her whole stories and shit that was a kind of a cool little time right there um i ended up um i ended up buying a sailboat actually down there i ended up living on a sailboat for like two and a half like almost like three years i lived in this little sailboat down there in santa cruz just like crockett from miami vice yeah yeah, yeah right man. on man and, um, yeah i bought a sailboat was staying on a sailboat it was a good time and then uh Met my uh, daughter's mom, you know what I mean? She got pregnant, you know what I mean? Had a daughter there. And, um, well, then, you know, so, uh, okay, so around this time, so this is how I ended up getting hooked up with Underground Scholars and Danny Murillo and all these cats, you know. Um, when, I was, when I was getting ready to transfer, I was, like, almost done with, like, my degree. And, 
you know, um, in my AA degree in literature and uh, I was getting ready to transfer. I was applying to different schools, the Berkeley and UCLA and all these different schools, you know. And uh, the hunger strike started happening, you know what I mean? The, right. um, the Pelican Bay hunger strike started happening. And uh, and I heard about this and my friend Steven, you know, he was already at Berkeley, you know what I mean? And I was in communication with him because I was like following him. Like he's telling me like, yeah, I did this, this and that. This is how I got in the cow. So I was like in constant communication with him and we were really good friends, you know what I mean? I established a really good uh, friendship with him. And uh, you know what I mean? And uh, he started telling me, he's like, yeah, man, you know what I mean? The fucking, the, the fe- he showed me the agreement to end hostilities. Like, what do you think about this? You know? And I read it. And at first I was like, ah, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? I didn't really, I didn't even really believe it at first. You know what I mean? Um, but you, at the same time, I knew the, I had known dudes that had gotten validation cases put on them. You know what I mean? I've seen dudes just get snatched up off the yard and fucking disappear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not with no, had not even done nothing. You know what I mean? And I knew that there were just dudes, and I'd been in the shoe with dudes that had been in there for fucking years and fucking decades, you know what I mean? And um, so I was like, you know, we're going to, like, he's like, we're going to do, we're going to fucking, we're going to mobilize around this out here, you know what I mean? We're going to be in solidarity, you know, with the hunger strikers. And like, I'm starting this like formerly incarcerated group up there. And he was like going to all these different, you know what I mean, events and was plugged in with this whole abolitionist scene in the Bay Area. And um, mm. I was like, all right, you know what I mean? So like, I'm with it, you know? So I started a little student organization there at Cabrillo College. I, I suck. I sought out, uh, you know, some formerly incarcerated people there on that campus. And like, hey, you know, the hunger, like we're going to start, you know, having some, we're going to start, you know, having some, some rallies and some events on campus to raise awareness about what's going on up there right now. Cause it's not getting a lot of media play and you know what I mean? So we're going to like, mm. you know, we're going to um, take up this issue on our campus. You know what I mean? And I, I ended up finding a, a professor there, a community college professor there who she was a woman. She had been to prison. She had done prison time in Texas and now she's a, a community college professor at this community college. I found her, you know what I mean? And we put this whole little organization together, you know what I mean? And we started a little group there um, at Cabrillo college and, um, yeah, the 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 student solidarity coalition or something like that. I think is what we called it, you know. And um, and we yeah we had some events, you know what I mean. And we would go to the events in the Bay Area. And uh, I got plugged in with this group in Santa Cruz called Barrios Unidos. And they had like this <laughs> right. they had like this whole trailer, like this whole prison trailer. It was like a, a an assimilation, like a a model of like the shoe. It was like it was like a U-Haul trailer, but they had turned it into like a Pelican Bay shoe. And they had like a little ipod you know what i mean with the music with the doors clanging and like all the different noises and shit you know what i mean and so they were like we had them bring that 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 uh that trailer out onto the cabrillo campus and had like a whole event around it you know what i mean and could people do, go in there and ex- get a little yep. experience yeah 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 and i had and i had paroled you know what i mean i had i had brought my uh my prison clothes with me when i paroled i snuck them out you know what i mean my blues yeah you know what i mean and um so i, I donated my blues to there so they had like the blues all up in the prison cell you know what i mean and, yeah. and it was like this whole little thing and like a lot of dudes were like sending them artwork and letters and poetry and so they had like a whole like uh uh an event like an ex like an expo at the santa cruz um history museum the natural history museum in santa cruz we had all of the prisoners art in there and shit you know what i mean all the dudes and you know what i mean i was like you know looking at people's names some of the names seemed kind of familiar that were signing the artwork like oh you know i think i might have heard about that dude or knew that dude and people were you know wanting to ask us questions and so like that's kind of how i got into that scene and then yeah then i went up to uc berkeley and i met danny mario and they had like a whole the underground scholars thing was taken off up there and i plugged into that to that um scene right there and um that was um a very uh transformational like that was a, that was definitely like a moment you know what i mean and now, like at that point, you know what I mean? It wasn't just about like, you know, getting a degree and like changing my life. You know what I mean? There was kind of a political aspect of that too. I, you know, I started, you know, coming in, you know, being introduced to like terms like abolition and you know what I mean? And, and you know what I mean? And really kind of having to like interrogate like my politics, you know what I mean? And like, um, you know, where I, where I come from, you know what I mean? And this like scene that I had come from, you know what I mean? And, um, it was, uh, yeah, man. So that's, that's how I got there, you know, um. 
And uh, so, so for anybody that's listening that may have been in any stage of your of your life, what what advice, what suggestion, let's say, in your opinion, would you give that person to maybe not go as far down the road that you went? Um, shit, man. You know, if it happens, you know what I mean. Just try to hang on. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know, man. I hate to give people advice because what worked for me might not work for somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, what worked for you? Um, for me, it was knowing that, like, you know what I mean? I wasn't, you know what I mean? Knowing kind of like what was up and you mean what I was going to have to go back to and like the things that I was going to have to do and like not really be willing to, not really willing to, um, to do that kind of shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like, that's not, you know what I mean? Um, mm. Yeah, I started wanting, you know what I mean? I, I, you know, I wanted, I wanted some things and shit, you know, um, you know, some people that I, you know, that I grew up with that, that hadn't gone down the road that I had were doing kind of okay. You know what I mean? I wanted a little bit of that too, you know, um, to a certain extent, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Right. I mean, oh. man, man, dude. Right. Where are you at? Where are you living at today? So I'm in Santa Barbara. Yeah, I'm in the PhD program at UCSB, and um, in the living Department the good Barbara, life yeah, over yeah. in Santa Barbara. Oh, that's another thing I was going to say too, right? Yeah. Um, a point that I was going to follow back up on. You know what I mean? Um, it was kind of a moment for. It was kind of like another one of these moments. You know, when, when I was at Berkeley, so the dude that I had gotten, you know what I mean? The dude that the dude that we got that, you know what I mean? My my homeboy, you know what I mean? That the sandwich. He was yeah, eating a sandwich. Exactly, Mr. Sandwich. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I, I remember, you know, one thing I was going to say about this, you know what I mean? When I got to the level four yard and I started seeing what it was like in my head, you know what I mean? It might sound kind of fucked up but in my head. I was like, man, we should have got that dude better. You know right, what I, mean? like, right, I could have I right, really right. fucking got that dude. You know what I mean? I right. really could have fucking like, I could have, that, that could have been a good one. You know what I right, mean? I was right. like thinking that in my head and I always think about that. And even after I was out, you know what I mean? I always think like, man, that was like some weak, you know what I mean? I could have fucking, like there was nobody around. There was no guard. We could have fucking, we could have really done, we could really dealt with that, you know? And uh, as I, I remember, I was thinking about this one time, and I was reminiscing on that, and I was applying to PhD programs. I was writing my personal statement and my research statement, and I was, you know, writing all these programs. And that dude sent me a message. He had been gotten out, you know what I mean? And he sent me a message on Facebook. He was like, "Hey man, I seen that you're doing really good. I seen the pictures of your daughter and shit. You know what I mean? I just want to say like I'm happy for you and shit. You know what I mean?" Mm -hmm. And I was thinking in my head like, "Fuck," you know what I mean? I, and I started looking through his Facebook pictures, and I seen. Mm. He was like, you know, had a kid now and he was like working, you know what I mean? And he was just right. living a normal life, you know what I mean? And like with his mom, you know, all these family pictures and shit. And I remember thinking like, man, you know, like I'm really glad that I didn't do something fucking worse to this yeah. dude, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm glad that I'm not the reason that, you know what I mean, that he didn't have that opportunity right. to fucking right. to do something, you know what I mean? To, to, to turn his fucking shit around, you know? Right. And, right. Um, and that was, uh, you know, I, that was definitely like... Um, and yeah, you know, and just think like, here I am, you know what I mean, living the fucking good life, getting in PhD program, all kinds of scholarships, doing interviews and shit, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Kind of, you know, ca you know, to a certain extent, cashing in on like my experience a little bit, sure. you know what I mean? And then like, here's this dude, like, you know, come from my, you know, hey, you know, I send mine, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I just want you to know, no hard feelings and shit. And I was like, fuck man, like my bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. like, I, you know, it was like, you know, I apologize, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. we're just doing what we had to do, you know? And, um. Thinking about that, so like if I had to give someone advice, you know what I mean? So like I think of like what would I would I have done something different, you know what I mean, in that type of incident? And I'm not so sure that I would have, you know what I mean? But um I would have at least told I would have I think I would have gave him a heads up, you know what I mean? I would have said like, hey, don't don't come out or something, you know what I mean? Maybe right. and um and if he did, if he still did, if he didn't if he didn't hear that, maybe I would have probably still done what I did, you know what I mean? Right. But um I might have given him that much, you know what I mean? And um 
Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Man, yeah. that was. Uh, hey, I want to. I want to ask you. What is the? What is the? What do you want to do eventually with these degrees? What is you? What, in a perfect world, what would you like to do with this education at your? Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. The goal, I mean, you know, the goal with the PhD is, you know, I'm gonna, you know, end up getting some type of academic position somewhere. You know what I mean? Be a professor. I like to, you know, work at a Cal State, work at a CSU. You know what I mean? And and teach literature. You know. Um, that's another thing I was going to talk a little bit about my research, you know. Um, so I do, I like, I study, like, prison literature. Like, that's my thing, you know what I mean? I, prison autobiographies and prison memoirs really? and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you consider MLK's books to be prison literature? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so... Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that. But, you know, like there's different types of jobs. Like I'm, I'm actually applying for a job right now, which I'm probably not going to get it. But I'm just kind of putting a feeler out there with uh, there's a pro a spot that opened up with the, uh, the college program at San Quentin. They've had the prison university project there for years and they just turned it into something else. And there's like an academic program director job there. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's not really a teaching position. It's kind of an administrative position, like overseeing a team of like instructors and stuff like that. Right. So a job like that, you know what I mean? Or a professor job, you know, there's a various little things that I could do. There's, there's different types of um, mm-hmm. fields that I can go into, you know what I mean? Um, as a PhD. And um, so I'm thinking about Dope, stuff like right? that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Great, I mean, man. I think what um, better, what better professor than to have a guy who actually lived life Right. Yeah. And and learned from it and then went on to read literature. So I'm in yeah. I, tip, I, mean, I tip the fucking hat to you, um, my friend. I'm um, into that too, man. I I like reading yeah. other prisoners prison literature. Yeah, yeah. So like the the discourse, you mean like people like scholars of prison literature that read this stuff, you know what I mean? They um the argument is like these like these themes of redemption, you know what I mean? These redemption tropes reinforce this ideology of the prison. So this is like kind of the critique, right? That like, yeah, it, right. It, cause yeah. like that's cause the prison is an ideological institution, right? The whole idea of prison is they're going to put you in this little cell and you're going to get right with God and you're going to convert and, yeah. and redemption, you know what I mean? And so then like when a lot of these prisoners, they write these stories and they, uh, they conform to that type of narrative kind of, you know what I mean? And so it kind of, it reinforces this whole the, the it whole, the whole the, it, it validates the prison right even though it, at the same time it offers the kind of a critique to it a lot of them show the horrible things that happened in there and just the tragic fucking stories and like all this shit that that happens in there you know what i mean um uh and um and so so uh, so like where i'm coming in like my intervention is that is that um you know, it, it varies like that, that while that might be true a little bit, the way that redemption is negotiated really varies depending on the author's kind of race. Right. And so mm. like so like, you know, with like, you know, a lot of like uh, black and African-American prison memoir, whether it's Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or, or George Jackson, mm. redemption is negotiated more like in political terms. You know, what I mean, it's like coming to consciousness about like um you know, they understand like they were out there fighting against the community. Now they're going to get out there and fight for the community. And it's like, and it's, and so it's a redemption in that way where it's like kind of this like political kind of awakening. You mean like where Malcolm X learned how to read he taught himself how to read the thing, which ended up allowing him to convert to Islam. And he came out and became a community organizer. You know what I mean? And so it was, so it wasn't so like the redemption a, for the African American you're saying tends to have like a political bite because right. it's about how an African American becomes awake and how they got put in those circumstances in the Right. in the first place right. and they're going to come back to community so then that's an interesting point and then so if you move it to let's say white what's the difference between that and white redemption okay 
Sure. Well, I was going to say with the Chicanos first, I'll say that the white yeah. too. So with the Chicanos, it's more like this cultural thing with like uh, one example is like Jimmy Santiago Baca. He's a poet, you know what I mean? He did time back in Arizona in the seventies and he talks about going to prison and seeing these OG with the fucking, with the Aztec calendars and the feathers and like all this stuff and like learning his indigenous kind of roots and like, and having this like cultural awakening, you know what I mean? Right. And, and really disidentifying with this whole, mm. with this white and like making connections between the colonial system and the prison system and these trans and you know what I mean this his this historical development you know what I mean of of this history and and really disidentifying with the system but still kind of positing the the prison as the site where this transformation took place though right, right. whereas with the white prisoners it does tend to be a more kind of stereotypical religious spiritual once i was bad now i'm good i found jesus or whatever Christianity you know what I mean? generally. and um and and let me back into normative society now you know what i mean and um and so like i'm like looking at like i'm wondering so you know when i was like i said when i was in the shoe i was reading like shakespeare and and beowulf and i know like a lot of chicano dudes were reading you know, different different types of stuff and, and, and a lot of like, a lot of black yeah, my, or what yeah, art of war, Sun Tzu, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um and 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 different stuff and you know, and so each race has kind of their own political education type of thing going on right that. So I'm looking at like how that culture in there, which a lot of these scholars don't even know about, let alone write about it, you know what I mean? Um, how that might influence the way that le that the language of redemption is negotiated in prisoner yeah. memoirs and stuff, you know what I mean? And then really looking at like how, you know, but then also like, you know, offering a little bit of a critique about those ideologies in general, those different like kind of racial categories, how it keeps these prisoners separated at the at the level of letters too. You know what I mean? There's not like, you know, in most genres of literature, there's a there's an element of solidarity within like the discourse itself, whether it's Chicano literature or African American, like there's different, like different genres, ethnic, you know what I mean? Um, groups of, of literature, even if it's like, you know, queer Chicano literature or regular Chicano literature or, or whatever you mean. And there's this, there's an element of understanding and, and co and cohesion, you know what I mean? And consistency with some of the, the ideology, you know what I mean? As far as like each book has its own kind of worldview, you know what I mean? There's a, there's some, a cohesion between various different genres, whereas in, in prison literature, you don't really get that. You know what I mean? You get, there's some overlapping tropes, but tropes, you know what I mean? And, and themes and stuff like that. But the ideology of these various books, especially based on race are very, um, very muddled, you know what I mean? And, and mixed. And, um, and, you know, taking that and looking at, you know, what happened with the with the with the hunger strikes, you know, what I mean, and how these different groups came together to mm. fight the system and really get shit changed, you know, what I mean, and, right. and, and get solitary confinement ended and it resulted in a Supreme Court case. And looking at that as a model, as a model for for political action, for direct action. You know I mean, when we think about this stuff that's going on in the streets right now, this movement against police violence and cops killing each other, you know, what I mean, and and there's so much discord, there's so much disagreement between these various groups and, and, and these organizations, you know what I mean? You got, you know, Black Lives Matter, a movement on one hand, you got, you know, the Chicano and indigenous movement that's talking about land back and, and none of them seem to agree with each other. You know what I mean? You got like, you know, the critique, well, the Black Lives Matter, well, they're not talking about kids in cages at the border and shit like that. Right, you know what right, mean? Right, right, oh, right. well, you know, then the Black Lives Matter, well, you know, these Chicanos and these indigenous movement, they're not talking about reparations for slavery, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know what I mean? And well, then, you know, the indigenous people are saying, well, they're not talking about land. Where are they going to get this 40 acres in the middle? You know what I mean? This is our land. And so there's this all this right. kind of like, there's this like disagreement canceling. So there's right, not but really. But you're also, 
Right. What about poor whites? Oh, and yeah, yeah, you know, right. and poor you whites got these, are left out of the conversation. Oh, right. Yeah, you got you know these you know dudes out in Appalachia. You know what I mean? With right. This, they're getting their coal mining jobs taken away, and like all this. Or that's or all they get is a coal mining the, job, exactly, and that rich right? fucker ain't sharing right. shit and with them. And that's one thing almost everybody agrees on is fuck these fucking poor white racist ass fucking honkies and shit. You know what right. Mean? Like we don't. Even, they're not even part of the conversation. Like fuck these dudes. You know. Right. And and, and in and, reality, um, you're gonna need to bring right. everybody under the tent to affect some real change. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And so like looking at that you know what i mean and um and using the the hunger strikes as kind of a model you know what i mean um when we're thinking about these different movements against you know what I mean ending state violence something as simple as that something that we can all get on board with that's something that we've all got experience with we've all been fucked over by law enforcement or the da or a fucking judge at some point in our life got done dirty you I mean that's something that i don't care where you're from if you're from any kind of working class and working class community you can agree on that at least you know what i mean but there's no really kind of clear path forward to to how to remedy this, you know what I mean? And, right. and what type of action to, to take against this. And nobody That's been the core critique yeah. of a lot of the political movements have been great. Occupy wall street. Right. I'm all right, for right, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's melt the fucker down. Right. But what's the plan the day after? Right. So what are we going to go to? Right. And it seems like, the political activated people generally are good at protesting a little bit, getting pissed off, but then there's no plan after that. Right. What are we going to do? And then it just falls back to the same right, old right, shit. Right. And, um, and yeah, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of trying to tie all that together. You know what I mean? That's what my dissertation work is on. And looking at the prisoner hunger strikes and looking at how these, how this, this racial culture that exists in prison influences this language of redemption sure. and prison and memoir and what we can learn about that, you know what I mean, um, when it comes to mobilization and action against, you know, mobilizing against, you know, state violence and, and you know, fucking scantless ass fucking pigs, you know. Um, uh, I was thinking um, about that. As you were talking about it, I was thinking there's also a fertile um, area for analysis in how does the the structure of prison itself um, create the separations as well? Like, like if it was a mixed community or the way there were bars and all of these gates and separations and cells between people, it already, that space has already got you thinking like, all right, I'm in a narrow category of whatever. Right. And then the race dialogue fits neatly into that. Right. So the actual material outside world is replicating a way of thinking and analysis and connecting with the ideology of race. And like you say, it's reinforcing it. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like that culture, it doesn't just reinforce a prison system. It reinforces the whole fucking social, the whole social structure and the whole social system, you know. Um, and that's what I was, you know, Big yeah. Lep was just in here. Yeah. And, and he's a very... Uh, uh, energetic Voice dude yeah. yeah and he was talking about how do we get to a place where you know we're celebrating community service at the same level we celebrate you know social media advertising mm, things right, right right and i and i i told him i'm like bro that there's no until we, the structural change that has to be in society right. and it has to, it has to be at the base foundational level right so then, since we're here, and you've done some thinking about it, here we are, right? Where, where, what is finances, con jobs, the future in the next 20 years, as you see uh, the way opportunities are now looking, like, where do you see us evolving to? Um, like, like broader society, you know? Um, in general, yeah, because, you know, right now we're looking at COVID shutdown. We're looking at jobs are probably never going to be whatever they were. We're looking at Bitcoin, digital currencies. Yeah. Right? We're looking at 
all of that kind of stuff. Do you see, is there anything that's coming to your mind as to like where you think we might be heading? It might be ugly. Uh. <laughs> it might be ugly. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to make any predictions. You know what I mean? And, um, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I see fucking Biden getting elected for, I mean, all this shit that he's been promised. It's just, it's all going out the window. You know what I mean? As we knew it was going to, you know what I mean? All these checks, they're negotiating about it and wanting to, you know, bipartisanship with the Republicans. It's like, why, bro? You know what I mean? Like, why? You know what I mean? It's like the Republicans do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They do whatever they want. And then as soon as the Democrats get power, it's like, oh, well, we got to go make, we got to get this co-signed. I mean, we got to go get this co-signed. You know what I mean? And it's just... I don't know, man. As far as like where the where where we're going, man, it could it could be ugly. It could just be a lot more of this. It could just be a lot more um, frustration, nonsense. nonsense. Just a lot more nonsense and frustration, and you know, and people not really being able to get their shit together, you know, um, to really to really mobilize against um, some of these some of these things. You know, some because of these they won't give you a chance to mobilize. You can't even get any footing under your feet. We were just talking about in the last show. That 1,400 grocery workers unionized, they mm-hmm. struck, yeah. and they got more money, and they got their health care paid for by their company. And then when the Marxist, the, the, the leading Marxist in the United States put that post on Facebook, Facebook banned it. Oh, right, right. Sean, where are we going? You've heard everything now. You're obviously the wise one. You have the salt and pepper beard. Mm. You like, you discovered uh, splits pretzels that's true you have a discerning mind what is the future that gonna gold hold? rolled gold yeah that was my bad <laughs> it was you're good you like them yeah. but they're not rolled gold and that's not the other one but go ahead where are we going where are we going yeah i don't know i mean it could go either way i could have well i could have told you <laughs> go ahead sean what don't could get happen mad. don't get mad john. what could happen anything could happen yeah i mean yeah, what am I going to tell you? You're not going to laugh at. Oh, don't get like Wait that. Minute, he's, like, he's like, oh, he's getting mad. Yeah, no. I'm like, what? <laughs> I am? No, because you get that look on your face. You're like, <laughs> Steve, where are we going? I don't know. I mean, so much of what we we're just talking about, I was talking about on Wednesday night with my daughter. We got into a long conversation. And. I guess she said, she said, yeah, dad, you're right. History shows us that there's going to have to be blood in the streets. But that's a scary thought, my daughter's telling me. Oh. No? Man. I don't want to see that. That's scary. I don't want that to You know? Nobody that's wants scary. it to happen. And I said, it is. I go, but, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we are so special that we can really pull a rabbit out of a hat. Maybe we are that good. Mm. Maybe people will come together. But there's a good chance that this thing might have to get some blood in the streets. And I might have to get some blood on my hands. You got I mean, some on this morning. I got some on this morning. Listen, the thing is, is I'm right now in the middle of a book called God's Bankers. God's Bankers. If you got a chance to read that, <coughs> do it. Audible, do it. Whatever, right? But basically, this reporter goes in and he traces the Catholic Church's rise of their banking system and everything else what yeah it's a fantastic read and it's an eye-opener and it's real and it's real and it's not a secret he's not talking about illuminati right he's not talking about blah 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 he's talking about first and foremost biggest financial are they the biggest financial institution they're one of them them. i'll tell you this much where i'm at in the thing they've already taken out three loans from the rothschilds the catholic church 
had to take out in the 1800s loans from the biggest Jewish banking system in the entire world. And they weren't none too happy about it. They were none too. There were certain people within the church that were none too happy about this. When Mussolini. So listen, I'll just lay this out and I'm going to leave it here. Mm -hmm. Right. When Mussolini starts coming to power negotiating. The Vatican had lost the papal states. It, it, was, it was like a monarchy, except instead of a king, it was a religious figure who was voted on every so often. To think about that for a second. Just think about it. I'm not against Christianity and all that. I'm just saying, think about a territorial country that is controlled by a monarch who is next in line to God who gets voted on by cardinals. That's how he gets selected. Okay, that's that's and that hasn't changed. That's still the same thing. Okay, then when all the states start coming into into appearance in Europe in like the 17, 1800s, when they really start to take on the sort of modern nation, right thing that we've got going on right now, right? Mm -hmm. And the Italy, secular Italy, state starts to take place. All of a sudden, a lot of Italians in Italy are saying, "Why the fuck does the church have all this fucking?" Land and control and blah blah. We're gonna buy, and there's eventually most of the Vatican's territories get seized and it becomes part of Italy for about a hundred years. A couple of the popes were constantly battling the Italian government to get that property back. And in the eyes of the popes, that rightfully belongs to the church. Hmm. And when somebody named Mussolini a fascist starts needing, it starts rising in power around that World War II-ish type of thing, right? And he needs a cosign. But the cosigner wants a deal. Get me back my property and we'll roll with you. And that's what starts to happen. And I don't know yet because I haven't gotten that much further in the book, but you can see very clearly. Mussolini became a big enough figure. He was able to give them their land. He was able to call that shot. Not only that, but they backstab each other at a certain point, and eventually the, the church didn't get exactly everything back, but they got enough stuff back. And the church also got named, uh, the Pope became like inviolate or whatever, which basically means he can't be prosecuted by the Italian government. Okay. There were certain privileges and things that were given back, absolutely. Okay. But my point being is that, and I'm not necessarily saying it's only the Catholics, although, although the Catholic Church definitely got busted a couple times working with the Germans and working with the Italian fascists and used the Catholic diplom- diplomacy. They've, they have special rules within the Catholic Church. Like you and I have to have a passport. If you have a Vatican passport, and this is no, I'm not, this is not made up. You don't have to go through the same hoops that you and I have to go through. Right. You don't get stopped. You don't get questioned. A couple of the spies and and stuff that that were like diplomatic immunity. Right. Some of the guys that were working for the bad guys in World War II or World War One definitely used the Catholic Church to get escaped out. In fact, I think we should do an entire show just on. Uh, the Angel of Death and the the groups in South America that came after World War II because I was shocked. Part of this book talks a little bit about it. I was absolutely shocked at how much was going on. Anyway, my point being, the Catholic Church worked with 
individuals who gained power and legitimized their rule in order to get back privileges and money that was taken from them by dem democratic governments. I'm telling you, you read this book, God's Bankers, your eyes will be wide open. And this is why I'm saying to, to uh, Clint, like, I mean, and even Big Lep, I'm like, man, this thing's deeper than just, oh, we need to like, you know, have a good news story instead of always looking at the bad news. Why? How come no one wants to report on the good news? Motherfucker, because we're raised in a society that is fueled and fed by bad news. Bad behavior. Bad news, man. And you can start to see how a criminal element eventually becomes the government. And then you don't question a lot of different things, which is why you and I have that conversation a lot about history is just a, a, a lot of history is just a discussion of different crimes. Hell yeah. Like you said, all these saints, even the fucking, even the dudes following Jesus. They were murderers and killers and criminals. Criminals, you know? And yet... But now... Enough time is... Around. Yeah, enough time is passed. So you and Clint's only fucking problem was that you committed the crime in the current time. Yeah, if Put we committed these crimes back in like 1400, we'd be saints today. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be Robin uh, Hoods. Uh, Listen, we're going to wrap this show up, yeah. man. Listen, um, Clint, bro, man... Good luck, brother. With yeah. What you're doing, man. You are fuck. That's a a 180, a full 180, man. Oh. And uh, I'm glad to meet you. I'm glad <laughs> to have you here down here. <laughs> yeah, man. And thanks for having me. Fuck, bro. Me. What a story, man. It's awesome, brother. And do you have an Instagram account or a I Facebook do, yeah, or somewhere yeah. people can find find yeah. you? Yeah, I got I got an IG account. Um, it's just uh, CJ Terrell, um, C E E J. Oh, well, I guess I just put my name out there. Huh? Mm -hmm. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, but uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I follow the show. I follow the show. Um, yeah, I have a Facebook account. Uh, yeah, I even got a meme page. I got a blood and blood out meme page. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> it's got like it's uh, kind of you know meme. It's kind of political humor mixed with some blood and blood out scenes. Okay, you know? all right. That's a joke that I always like to tell. You know that thing that happened in the boys ranch. If they would have just shown blood and blood out instead of American me, that would all be good. Ah, yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. Um, thank you, dog. And um, I'll tag. We're going to make sure we tag underground scholars. Yeah, yeah. I'll get everything yeah, right for yeah, your yeah. post. Danny cool, Murillo. Hell yeah. Danny Murillo. Big thank you. Out. Big shout out to Danny Murillo yeah, and the underground right, scholars and and making this happen today. With having Clint come down. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Steve? Real quick. I got supermaxhardware.com. Go play us a visit. Uh, cookies family. Check out Cookies. Um, Vibes Rolling Papers, the Vibes family. Soul Assassins, the Stevon Oreo. My kids, the city of Santa Monica. And keep your ears and eyes open for H2K. All right. Big shout out to Uncle Bob. Big shout out to El Mashigan. Big shout out to my wife. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. I rented a, I got us a nice little hotel room for Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I want to say a big shout out to Anthony Romero, Mr. T93, Rich Garcia, Darren Craig, Matt Rawls, Alfredo Vasquez, Spider C's, El California, Alex Sanchez, Calco 5522, Taco Johnny. Big shout out to Sean Allen Lewis. It's going to come for you, buddy. Sam Flores, El Rompe Costillas, Alex, DFWE. That's big. Big Tim, Tiny Tim, 
And uh, all of our other listeners, man, big shout out. Thank you very much. You know what law firm I run. All right, good. Sean. Sean. Sean at hardluckshow.com. All right. Like we do about this time. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos.